What is up, everyone? Welcome to the WAN Show. It is really good to see you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a while. It's This is the latest WAN Show of all time. The streak, fortunately, is still alive. But we are officially 173 hours late, is it, Dan? Yeah, that's about right. And for that... <laughs> I am truly sorry. We've got a lot of great topics for you guys today. Disney is not going to be selling DVDs in Australia anymore. Physical media is actually dying. Ironically, in one of the places that needs it more than anywhere yeah. else with the state yeah, of their really. internet. Yeah. Also, I freaking called it. For years, too. For years, I have been saying child influencers are going to sue their parents. It's happening. What else we got today? I don't know. I don't know. GTA 6 leak conducted by a teenager with an Amazon Fire Stick. That makes no sense to me. That'll be an interesting topic. What, does that, what are you even saying? I don't know. Uh, Meta blocks Canadian news? Yeah. And satire. Really? Yeah. Okay, that I didn't know. I heard about this. It's like the Beaverton or something got blocked, I think. Bizarre. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, right. There's no logo. The show is brought to you today by Dbrand. Sorry about that. We'll be talking a little bit more about that later. I, say, like, I thought there was one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Dbrand sponsored the show today. All right. All right. Let's go ahead and jump right into our... What is our headline topic? Disney... Oh, no. Right. The headline topic is one of the shows of all time. <laughs> so, um, how weird was it not doing WAN show last Very week? weird. Very weird. Yeah. Like, actually threw me off in, like, a lot of weird ways. Like, I woke up on Saturday freaking out, thinking okay. that I was, like, late for work. Liter literally. Right. Because my brain was like, I didn't do WAN show last night, therefore, therefore the it is not is Saturday. not over. Yeah. <laughs> I just wasn't really sure what to do with myself. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you guys, one thing wasn't weird about it, and that was that Luke and I hung out, so we yeah. we did private WAN show. Um, we didn't much. talk about tech really much, I don't no. think. Yeah, we had the we had the SOs, and they don't care. They're not going to be very interested. In yeah, they, they were that they're super not interested in that. So <laughs> I haven't talked tech with you in two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. What did and all the work conversations have been like process and protocol and how are we gonna do this other thing and blah 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 blah. It's funny how a week of introspection has ended up being one of the most intense work weeks in my memory. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. How Absolutely. exactly did that happen that we're supposed to <laughs> slow down and figure it out? But it turns out figuring things out is a freaking ton of work. Oh yeah. Um there's, there's, and there's a lot of like conversations you've been delaying for a while because yeah. they're difficult, but like now's the time. Or they're time consuming. That too. Or there's a lot of people that you need to try and get in the same room and everyone's everyone's got a busy schedule. Yep. Um yeah, it was it was it felt really good. Um missing WAN show, not. That's that's yeah, actually, that actually not like, what I'm talking about anymore. That kind of sucked, but it was the right move. Uh, yeah, it was the right thing to do. I mean, I think that uh, I, I want to give a shout out to our community manager, Stephen. Um, he, Absolutely. He had the sage 
um, idea of asking the float plane community, hey, do you guys want to see the exclusive content that realistically we already edited and already uploaded? All we we're waiting, we're just waiting to hit go. Uh, do you want to see WAN show? Do you? you how do you guys want this to work? Yeah, what do you want to happen here? Because you know, realistically, uh, I mean, I think I already made it pretty clear. I was going to hang out with Luke on Friday night anyway. So, you know, <laughs> it, it really you know doesn't make a difference to me. I don't. I really don't think it makes a difference to Luke if we do WAN show with a camera pointed at us or if we do it without a camera pointed at us. But Dan was down. Yeah. I, so, so I you know I want to shout out Stephen because. I think the biggest takeaway from all of this is that at the end of the day, the community is the boss and whatever they say goes. And he kind of went, okay, look, you guys decide, do you want it? Do you want it? Do you not want it? And I think the majority actually said, go ahead. I, 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 I'm not looking yeah, at the poll it, results right now. If I now. remember correctly, that's true, but it wasn't by a huge amount. But about 40%, if I recall correctly, said... Hey guys, we actually just want you to put your heads down, figure out what exactly it is that you're going to come back to us with, and let's go from there. And I'm glad we did it. Yeah. I'm really glad we did it. I, I don't know if you guys have been keeping track, but it actually ended up being more than a week. Yes. We didn't get back to, I, I can't speak for every team, but on the writing side, we didn't really get back to working on videos until late yesterday, early today. So it was it was more than a week. And we also just, to make it so that people weren't being interrupted, so that their schedules were free to do everything they needed to do. Yeah, we, we didn't post even LTT videos, um, short circuit videos that have been ready to go. Dbrand. Um, Dbrand's response. So I already mentioned that they're the sponsor for the WAN show today, and they're actually going to be the first sponsor that's back on Short Circuit. Um, I think their take was probably one of the most level-headed and yet completely Dbrand takes <laughs> on the whole thing. Did you see their tweet chain? Yeah. Their tweet thread? Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of people speculating that that uh, box of broken glass is some kind of prop. They sent me <laughs> a box of broken glass. I actually didn't know that. That happened before any of this. <laughs> I have already filmed that video. So they basically, either they are clairvoyant, <laughs> or they just are the luckiest SOBs on the face of the earth. But they had that one in the chamber, ready to go. If you want to see Linus punished, we got you. <laughs> uh, it's it's oh, actually it's actually their it's actually their um, their firing back for the secret shopper thing because we we mm. you know told them we had broken glass so you know you should send us a new one and the way we broke the glass was like obviously user error uh but they did send it anyway like massive shout out dbrand they they performed really well in secret shopping our sponsors and uh so they were basically like okay so you like broken glass do you so they sponsored the short circuit on the galaxy uh, z fold 5 there's actually a couple things about that video that have aged since i recorded it uh, first of all, there's the, the D-brand spot, which has aged like fine wine. Um, and second of all, 
I say in the video that realistically, my expectation is that my only the only job this phone has is to make me feel like it's worth the effort of switching all of my stuff over from my Fold 3. Well, it doesn't even have that job anymore because my phone is dead. <laughs> Do you want to know how? Broken glass? No. It'd be pretty funny if it was. No, it's not, unfortunately. Okay. No. Huh. My pool has claimed its first victim. Did, I was. Did you drop? Did you jump in or did you drop it? I was running around. I was oh. getting. Oh, yeah, I know. I was running around. I was get, okay, and it's going to be even dumber than you think. <laughs> it's way worse than you think. I promise you. I was running around getting ready for a pool party, and so I'm, you know, like grabbing hoses and vacuuming the bottom, just skimming, like doing all that stupid stuff. As I'm, like walking, my arm moves and knocks my AirPods out of that little pocket, the, the little one right here. Yeah. Like it was not in all the way and I kind of went, but, and it just fell down and one of my, one of my earphones went into the water and I went, oh crap. Um, it was in the shallow end. So I was like, okay, I can, I can probably just, I probably don't have to get all the way in. I can, I can get this and I'll just, uh, I'll just take my shirt off after. So I, so I put, I, so I laid down on the, on the pool deck and I like, like blew hard out of my nose so that water wouldn't go up my nose and I just like laid on the side and tried tried to reach it well I didn't get it it moved obviously because you're like fishing around in the water so I'm like okay screw it and I just go in I grab it I jump out obviously it doesn't work so I you know put it out in the sun and like leave it there for now and that's it that's the end of the story I never took my phone out of my pocket <laughs> in my soggy pants that I didn't change because I was running around getting ready for the party. So I didn't realize that it had been sitting there in a soggy pocket on a hot yeah, day yeah. for probably a couple of hours. And I now speak from personal experience, if there's anything that would be worse than having your phone submerged in water, it would be having your phone in a super high humidity environment Right after it got submerged in water, <laughs> when I took it out of my pocket, the ca the camera lens was fogged, Oh, which is never a good yeah, sign. Yeah, that's not good. So I'm kind of feeling like maybe it's a video. Just like, can I, can I, the good news is I backed up. Can I up, save this phone? Yeah, I backed up everything like three weeks before it happened. Nice. So I lost like a couple pictures. It's, it's, n there were no significant yeah. family moments or anything like that. So, someone said chlorine water is probably the killer. So is it, is yours salt and chlorine? Well, it's salt chlorination. So it's like they put salt in and then there's some, this is one of those things where <laughs> enough people have asked me about it that I really need to just <laughs> spend 45 minutes, read the Wikipedia on salt chlorination and be like, yeah, yeah, there's, there's a, uh, a chlorination cell and it's something something electricity something but basically it converts some kind of salt that you dump into it into chlorine and it's supposed to be a little bit less uh, like chlorine smelly and chlorine feely um, but yeah that's the kind um, so yeah it's it's still chlorine it's still producing chlorine but it's doing mm -hmm. it constantly instead of you just so like dumping chlorine into no it. pucks yeah. Uh, no pucks yeah yeah. Um, yeah the chlorine probably didn't help now it does turn on. I can see a Samsung logo. But what I suspect is that the battery is dead. 
um, because it was powered on the whole time that it was sitting there soggy. So it's probably a power connection that's corroded. Uh, fortunately, Dan, uh, Dan um, thank you, Dan. Very helpful. Uh, fortunately, Dan is pretty good with that kind of stuff, and Luke has already given me the go-ahead to have Dan help me with that project. So if we just get, like, a replacement screen, replacement battery, I don't know. Maybe I fix it has, like, a... I, I legitimately don't know. They might have, like, a Fold 3 refurbished kit or, like, screen replacement kit or something like that, and we can open it up, have a look at it, put it back together and see if I can see if I can get a few things off of it. It's the kind of thing that I'm not going to that I'm not going to bother to, you know, send to a drive data recovery company or anything like that. It's not yeah, no. it's not worth it. Like they want like 2 grand, 3 grand, 5 grand depending on the complexity of the issue. Can we recover this at home is fun. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, yeah, it's it's content. Like it's content. Methods. Yeah. It's content. Yeah, so I'll have to Remember baking your Xboxes? Yeah, that worked. I mean, you can do some stuff at home. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a very temporary fix, sir. <laughs> hey, maybe someone just needs to back it up. You know, can I turn it on for a while? You know what? This is a really good point. Um, Androids only have this problem. iPhone backs up instantly. It's not quite that simple. But something that did happen is I hadn't opened the Google Photos app since the last time I booted the phone. And so, yeah, even though I have cloud backup configured, it didn't back up those few weeks. So I don't even have the lower quality version it that would be back in Google up Photos. Out of camera roll? Um, so I don't have a Pixel. Oh. I'm on Samsung. Uh, so I typically just use Samsung's gallery app because I don't, I don't care. Um, well, it turns out I should know and care. Now you do care. Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'll just use, uh, use photos from now on. Especially because I use my work account as my primary account because I own the domain so i don't have any concerns about my work account going away anytime soon so i have because of all of our google workspaces accounts and how all the storage is pooled i have like 600 uh 600 terabytes or 650 terabytes of total storage available so <laughs> i i could never take enough pictures <laughs> from now until the end of my life to to fill up all of it so, that's pretty funny. Am, am I supposed to use that for that? Probably not, right? Nah. Yeah, probably not. Okay. But who cares? Well, that never happened. Maybe maybe it does. Uh, I bet you you've used one of those photos for work at some point. Oh, no, that that's definitely a thing. Then it's fine. That's 100% a thing. I, I think it's fine. I take lots of pictures for work. Yeah. Man, we finally have the AMD uh, Challenge Part 2 coming. Labs Jake Danes, I guess I could say, yeah. is saying that he can help. Oh, Oh, which he probably you know, can. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. <laughs> um, speaking of taking photos for work, mm. AMD Radeon Challenge Part 2 is coming. You yes. have some more stuff that you're planning to look at this weekend. Yep. When are you even going to have time this weekend? I know I I'm seeing you this don't weekend. No. What, you're going to be gaming? I'm also busy on Saturday. Because you're not gaming tonight. Nope. Clearly. Um, uh, cool. Well, good I'll luck with that. I'll figure it out. Luke will be like gaming during family dinner just like okay everyone everyone just like bring the table into Luke's gaming space and we'll just all sit around there and Luke will just he'll be facing the other way he'll just turn around and take bites while yeah. he evaluates yeah. the Radeon experience I'll figure something out to be clear a lot of uh, Luke has spent a ton of time with the card but I did it like six months ago it was something? not six months ago I think it was, it was five months ago okay <laughs> Also, by the time we actually release the video, it might be six months because yeah. it was supposed to come out, you know, recently and it hasn't yet. So Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I have all my notes from testing it back then. But if we're releasing the video now, it doesn't seem very 
fair. So I'm still going to keep some of the comments from back then, but frame it properly as this is how it was like back then, and then test it now with new drivers and all that kind of stuff and see if it's better. Yeah. Floatplane wants the bread cam back for us, so I guess they can have it for bread a little cam. bit. Bread cam. Why don't we talk about Disney nixing DVDs in Australia? What is going on? Yeah, this sucks. Disney will no longer release physical media in Australia and New Zealand. Disney movies and television shows will only be available via streaming following the physical release of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Australia and New Zealand are actually the third me uh, third media market where Disney has cut physical media releases. Disney discontinued DVDs and Blu-rays in Latin America and most of Asia in 2020, a year after the launch of Disney+, Plus, citing low physical media sales. In May of this year, Disney removed over 50 titles from its streaming service as part of a $1.5 billion content write-off. This included Crater, a Disney Plus exclusive, which was released on May 12th, 2023, and removed seven weeks later on June 30th. The film is now unavailable anywhere on the internet. Uh, I beg to differ, but okay. Except for some places on the internet. Uh, <laughs> Disney has, all, has also censored content such as 1992's The Muppet's Christmas Carol, where they digitally removed a cigarette from a puppet's mouth. Okay. Uh, so far, only WandaVision, Loki, and The Mandalorian, uh, those are the only Disney Plus shows that have officially announced physical releases anywhere in the world. Okay, so we need to talk about content. I know that it's not quite exactly what's going on here, but it is very clear to me that the, the TV and movie business, as we've known it for our entire lives is fundamentally broken. Oh, yeah. How many days is the writer's strike going on now? Like 110 oh, dude. or something like that? It's a long time. I was talking about this with, uh, with Ed earlier today before the show, and uh, he's got, uh, he seems to feel like the situation is pretty, pretty cut and dried. Um, he's basically going like, yeah, I mean, eventually the studios will have to concede something. And, you know, the writers and actors will go back to work. But what he thinks is going to happen is we're just going to see they're going to, you know, they'll get paid more. They'll get the more residuals, like what, you know, whatever it is that that, that compromise ends up looking like. But we are going to get a lot less shows. And probably a lot less chances. Like, like, do you know what I mean by that? They're going to risk less, do yeah. more boring things. I mean, that's, but that's already the direction it's been going. Yeah, I know, I know. But I feel like it'll get worse. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly, I'm I, not sure, even but... as someone who doesn't really rely that much on TV and movies for my entertainment, like if I, if I have absolutely nothing to do and you put a gun to my head and you say, okay, do something to entertain yourself. I'm going to, I'm going to go to a video game. I'm not going to, I'm not typically going to go to a TV show or to, to a movie. So this is, this is kind of random stuff. It's from the vice. Um, they said the previous writer's strike uh, in kind of 2007 to 2008 lasted for a hundred days. The longest strike on record in 1988 lasted for 153 days. Okay. So we're not even, we're not even record breaking yet, but still this is, this is brutal. So far, I think this was as of the 23rd. So that's two days. So it's been 115 days, I think. But something you got to consider too, is like looking at all the interviews and like the articles that are coming out from the writers, like, they are going into they're they're over oh, three months. Whiskey Nerd eighty eight and Floatplane Chat. So yeah. a US judge 
just ruled today, AI content cannot be copyrighted, which includes TV and movies. Okay, we're going to be talking about that a little bit later in the show, I think. Interesting. Um, or are we? Is that not in here anymore? Oh, okay. Apparently that's not in here anymore. Okay, well, it was it was planned to be in the dock at some point, I think. Um, okay, well, what was I saying? Something. Right, yeah. So they're going over... They're over three months now. But at, like from everything that I'm reading, a lot of these people not only are over three months without work now, but they are... They were not being well compensated before that. They don't have cash reserves. And I don't... You'll have to forgive me. I, I have not looked into the previous strikes in the 2000s and in the 80s. Um, but what I would not be surprised to hear is that at that time, they, they may have been in a more comfortable position in their lives overall compared to right now. And I am, I'm really worried that the studios are just not going to budge on this. And the number that really stands out to me here is... Just like the personal life impact of going into debt because of trying to the, fight for this is brutal the 1.5 billion dollar content write-off that number stands out to me and the reason for it is that that's how worthless this content has become to their business that they would literally rather delete it from the internet not provide it to anyone and just use it as a loss, as a, as a tax write-off, compared to keeping it up. So if that's the state of things, what are the odds that they're going to be, you know, champing at the bit to make more content? Even before all this went down, I, I'm not sure if we talked about, on, about this on the show before, but the CW, I don't know if you guys know CW Network, but they, they've done a lot of shows over the years. One of the ones that I liked back in the day was Smallville. I don't know if anyone knows cares about smallville anymore probably not i don't watch a lot of tv is that anymore. a canadian thing cw because smallville was filmed here it was filmed like no it's not canadian cw just shoots uh, did used to shoot a lot in canada but before the strike okay. even started they basically just packed up and moved out um yeah because like I, i've mentioned smallville to a few people and all the americans don't seem to know what it oh, is really? so i thought it was maybe just like a canadian thing but oh, yeah, yeah there's a bunch of people in chat saying it's it's in america so maybe i just happened to my you know my sample size was small yeah an another, another big, big number uh so in the uk you can't abstract how much each of your productions cost you can't just like bundle them all together and say okay well here's a bunch of productions we did and this is how much they cost um they require you to report exactly how much you spent on each production. Do you know how much they spent on the Willow reboot? Oh. No idea. $100 million. Yeah. $100 million. That was up for, I think, six months <sighs> before they pulled it down. And so the negotiating position <sighs> for the writers in particular is like, these guys already didn't want to make content. They were already just going, okay, forget it. This is like actually not even worth it. We'll just pull it down. I'm, what are we going to, like, what TV shows are we going to watch? I mean, how, how, are, how are they going to move forward? How, what, oh, oh man, I read this really sad article about a, um, um, uh, a dry cleaner. Hollywood dry cleaner. Like the kind of collateral damage that wouldn't oh, even occur to yeah. me. Because your yeah. family member worked in the production industry for some time what how, how what would you say to them uh, well okay, yeah okay i mean on set okay yeah, yeah. yeah. well S okay that's fair 
I know what the you thing mean. I'm about yeah, to I know say. What you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They work directly. Yeah. They would have direct experience with this. Okay, yeah. can yeah, yeah, you help yeah, me yeah. out here? Okay. I know what you mean. Okay, so that particular family member, you know which one I'm talking yes. about. Please don't make this difficult. <laughs> how often, with the way that talent treats their clothes, how often would you say that those clothes probably need to be cleaned? Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. I, I haven't actually specifically talked to her about this, but I'm assuming a lot. All of a sudden, Hollywood dry cleaner. Yeah. Gone. See you later, business. Yeah. No, and it and it's everything, right? It's not just the productions, it's the it's the promotions for the productions. And, and you Getting just it. you just fought through the like COVID era, which even though a lot of things kept filming, I'm sure the rest of your traffic was majorly reduced. Yeah. So then well, you yeah, they've again. Already, like well, they've been hit hard by work from home because oh, people don't need their professional clothes. That too. Yeah, yikes. So it's it's not just like, woe is me, what TV will I watch? It's what is actually going to happen to not just this industry. It's also like food food services companies are struggling right now. What is going to happen to all the like feeder industries that rely on this money that's coming in from people going to the theater? Whoa. From people, from pe- well, I mean, cable cutting, right? Like it's, there's no money going in for that. Camel and Floatplane Chat said there's a studio near Berlin, Germany, which is struggling right now because of the strike. It might even have to close. A studio near what, sorry? Uh, Berlin, Germany, because I guess whatever they film is written, I'm assuming. Right, okay. In the US, I'm assuming, I don't know. Brutal. But that would make sense. I have a controversial take. <clears throat> mm. I think that this is a huge opportunity for like the South Korean film industry. Oh yeah, because they're big. And they're 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 doing really cool, really innovative stuff. Dramas, right? Korean dramas. Well, not just that. I mean, they they've had just, theatrical I've just heard breakout a lot about hits that. Okay, yeah. as well. Um, and I think that in the absence of new Western produced content, I think there's going to be a lot more People appetite. People are going to watch something. They'll watch something. People want to be entertained. What about anime? <sighs> I don't does, know that does anime jump more mainstream. I don't know that people are going to just cross into different genres. I think you're going to see some of that. I, I, I mean, okay, so people like their shows. Yeah, if you want your dramas, you get your dramas. That type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I would like if if people like comedy, I, I suspect they're probably going to watch. They're going to want to watch comedy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I do think, yeah, you'll you'll probably see some of that. I think that. Uh, the, 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 the back catalog owners are probably going to benefit from this because they don't have to spend any money producing anything, but they can license out their back catalogs because people are going to want to watch something. I mean, it's not the way that I consume content, but the way that, yeah, don't forget Bollywood. Yeah. A hundred percent. Thank you, chat. Some Bollywood stuff is amazing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Like actually very entertaining. Like the real risk to the industry right now is that it used to be that Hollywood was like the only show in town. Diversification of global interest type of situation. Yeah. They are totally not. There's some really good quality stuff being done in China now, too. Like, China's film industry in, like, what, the 90s is basically irrelevant, right? Yeah, not anymore. But they're, they're pumping now. They're going hard. Whew, I uh, okay, so right, so back to Disney nixing DVDs and Blu-rays in Australia. So the couple, a couple things here is one, we're just seeing this general withdraw from even bothering should anymore. We, should we drop the bread cam? How, how long have we had the bread cam up? I don't know. He's <laughs> Dan, what the heck? 
<laughs> the bread is precious. Um, precious so many bread. people aren't even going to get it. That, that's why I was saying <laughs> a lot of people aren't going to get it. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what, sorry. What am I? What, am I, what was I talking about? <laughs> uh, the, uh, content disappearing off the internet. Um, uh, off the. Oh off yeah, the yeah, everything. yeah. So Disney, Disney's you know withdrawing basically on every front. Basically going, how much does it cost to like print and ship a plastic Blu-ray disc? Oh yeah. Like f- functionally nothing. And if they're basically saying, yeah, this like isn't even worth it. For the, we know, whatever localization that we're going to have to do, um, you know, printed labels. I I mean, it's Australia and New Zealand. Like what, what localization are they even, are they even doing? Do all the, do do, do you guys have dubbing down there and all the characters just like speak in Australian accents? Is that a, is that a, and I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I obviously know that didn't, doesn't happen. Um, So, so yeah, it's, it's not even worth the minimal localization effort that it would take to distribute content. Um, that so that's problem number one is like do they just become a theme park company uh problem number two is that not only does this mean that people who don't have great internet connections are not going to have as easy access to content but it also means that the highest quality version of this content is simply not going to be available anymore and that really sucks yeah yeah, it's kind of brutal. I I'm happy that like archiving of this type of media has become more of a collective work fairly recently, it feels. For a long time there it was just like, "Oh, yar, people pirating for their own personal gain." And it's been kind of shifting to groups of people trying to archive things because they're just being I mean, uh, 1.5 billion dollars worth of content was just ripped off of this platform is no longer available at all. Um, so I, I mean, I'm happy people are archiving. So tell me this, I know from talking to you both on the show and personally that steam was a turning point for you for game piracy. Yeah. I know that Spotify or similar was the turning point for you for music piracy. Yeah. I'm about to ask a spicy question. Are you going to go back to movie and TV show piracy if there's not a reasonable means to get a quality version of the content? I will do what I can to legally acquire the content. Do you plan a future career in politics? <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> Seriously, it's an honest question because you're on this show, same as me, and yet somehow you managed to come out of pretty much every controversy completely unscathed while I dig myself deeper and deeper into various holes. I, I, I've had some. I've had some. Clearly, you need to coach me. I've had some hits recently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fair enough. Um, yeah, I. Uh, I. I mean, I, I've been totally blunt. I, you know, physical backing of. I, I have no problem downloading something that I have a I have a physical paid backup for. I, I, I don't like legally. Oh yeah, it's t- still piracy. Uh, like I don't care that doesn't matter to me um, if they've gotten their money I just don't really see what the issue is um, so yeah I'm lazy and I just download things if I want to watch them and then it's just you know it's a quick like couple of clicks to put something in the pile to make sure that I cannot feel bad about it um, but I think that more broadly putting people back in the piracy pipeline like 
making people go to the effort to you know find a good private tracker or whatever else once they've got it set up are they going to come back to the streaming services especially if they're not getting fresh new content all the time like is this whole business just dead kind of shattering itself yeah um, I, I do know a very significant amount of people have been, uh, I won't say forced or made to go back to, but, uh, heavily nudged back in the direction of privacy and, ha or piracy, I should say, sorry. Um, and they've been embracing it. The amount of, the amount of memes that I've seen where it's like, you know, the, the, the old meme back in the day of like, uh, goodbye old friend. And he puts the old ratty pirate hat in the box. Yeah. And there's like Netflix or whatever there. The amount of memes that I've seen where they take it back out of the box because there's like Netflix and all these other ones there. And now the problem isn't even that. It isn't that there's too many platforms and it costs a ton to be able to access everything. Uh, it's that you can't. So we're, yeah, we're going back to old methods. Oh, crap. We need to do something really quick here. Um, guys, we don't do uh, super chats here. We do merch messages. And the reason is one that I am about to show you. Hold on, I just need to screen share really Where's my screen share? Did you take away my screen share, Dan? <laughs> I might have done that. Uh, okay, I do need my screen share, though. Okay. Can I have it back, please? Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay, so this is why. We've talked about this before. I can't emphasize this enough. We do not do super chats. Because look at this. Here's the viewer activity feed. Okay. People are sending super chats anyway. Uh, this super chat for $200 oh. is not in the viewer activity feed. It is broken. Uh. So we almost missed this. Um, you need a solution to super chats. I hadn't read this yet. There isn't a solution to super chats. They're broken. We've, we've told them for a long time about this. Yeah, YouTube knows. We've called this. We've been talking to them about this for over a year. This is literally why the team developed merch messages, because we could easily miss a $200 super chat because YouTube doesn't see fit. Dan, can you, can you move us out of the corner so they can see I'm not just yep. like yeah, faking yeah. this or something? I've had so many people accuse me of, you know, oh, it's just an excuse for them to promote merch message. No, super chats are broken. I did. Merch so, messages are also pretty cool. They're also like way better because then you can just get your order in the mail instead of just giving half of the money to Google, who definitely needs more money. Um, yeah, that's it. That's everything that's there. This did not show up. Is that wild or what? I mean, at least your other one did, I guess. So, hey, thanks, Paul. Um, but please, use merch messages. I guess now's as good a time as any to explain what merch messages are. If you go on lttstore.com and you go to the cart, anytime we're live, you're going to see a little box for a merch message. That will go into a dashboard where our producer, Dan... Ugh. Um, where our producer, Dan, will curate them for me and Luke to discuss or pop them up in the bottom or what is one of the other? Oh, yeah. And sometimes Dan will just reply to you. So you can go ahead, place an order, whether it's, you know, a screwdriver or a hoodie or whatever the case may be. The great thing about merch messages is that, hey, we try our best. But if we don't get to your merch message, at least you get your order in the mail and you're not just throwing money at the screen for no reason. Dan, do you have a couple merch messages for us? 
I do, actually. Yeah, I got a couple here. Fantastic. Welcome back, LLD. Glad to see you and the whole team are back on the upswing. If you decide to encase the bread in resin, can you please make it a float plane exclusive? Uh, I didn't want to read that one now, but I did anyway. I'm sorry. <laughs> do we need to provide people context for this stupid piece of bread, Luke? Can Can you explain this to the people? Probably. Uh, well, okay. Oh, so stop. As as far as my understanding goes, uh, because I was not there when the when the what? How does it go? I was there when the words were written or whatever. Oh, uh, do, do not cite do the not deep cite magic, deep to, magic me, to me, which I was there when they were written or something yeah, like that. I was not there was when, there when it was, was written. written yeah. But as far as my understanding goes, the Discord was like, okay, it's actually going to be nuts to just talk about this for however long. So we are now a, a bread Discord. I see. Um, which I thought was hilarious, and people liked it. And now we have this. There was also I, I oh, think good. I think this was was come to after the idea of it becoming a bread Discord. But I saw a few people talking about how they liked the bread theme because uh, to find peace you bake bread, break Got it. bread, and I liked that. I Jackson asks about wireless GPUs. Okay. Oh. We did a video about one recently. It just had like wide eye, like wireless, uh, wireless display output. Um, no, I don't expect that to take off. It's so niche that basically the people who want it are going to be willing to pay extra for an external adapter that just takes a standard video output off your GPU, converts it to wireless, and then beams it to wherever the heck it needs to go. I think the market for a GPU that's built from the ground up to transmit a display signal wirelessly is going to be extraordinarily small uh, compared to the folks that would just have wireless, you know, sitting in a slot next to it or like bolted to the side of the chassis or whatever else as part of a, as part of a less integrated, but um, probably overall more cost-effective solution. I mean, that was the big problem was the one wireless GPU that ever did exist cost basically the same as just buying a GPU and a wireless HDMI transmitter. So it's like okay, well, I'm sure glad we I'm sure glad we integrated these two products. <laughs> it's like your your fork spoon. It costs exactly as much as buying a fork and a spoon, but now they're attached to each other. Oh, good. So when I don't need the spoon anymore, I can no longer use this fork. Or like if if the spoon is no longer useful, if you guys kind of get what I mean, because when this GPU becomes obsolete, all you've done is attach a wireless HDMI yeah, yeah. transmitter to it that now you can't use anymore perfection um all right dan do you have one more for us yeah i've got a couple of real ones if you want yeah hi yes there. please hi there dll i remember hearing about a uh, progress on a car focused channel what's the progress on this channel and what would the style of video be like uh, for example marquez or doug demiro uh style on the channel i mean is going to be uh why would we style it after what someone else is already doing? The style of the channel is going to be Alex Clark in all likelihood. I know he's really, really passionate about the channel. Uh, there's a number of other people internally who I know want to contribute to it. With that said, I think that the um, community uh, sentiment rightly towards us launching another channel right now would probably be pretty low. And uh, so right now... Any new channel projects are on hold until such time as we have really nailed down our processes for the existing channels. Uh, car channel is realistically a matter of time. I think that Alex's energy shines through so much. Like his car videos are 
just my favorite to watch. I, I, I watched, I don't even care about cars, but I watched this one on the Polestar 2 and I was just, I don't know, I just wanted a bag of popcorn, right? Like he's just, he's so excited and it's so infectious. Um, I'm excited for it, but it's not the kind of thing that we're going to rush into right now, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. I think that probably makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking well, of yeah. things that make sense. Um, yeah. Next topic. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? It's a free country. You want to run this one? Child influencers can now sue their parents for wage theft. I think there's nope. some... I think I'm just going to sit here and look smug while okay. you read it. <laughs> Illinois has passed a law ensuring compensation for underage social media entertainers taking effect July next year. If a child under 16 is featured in at least 30% of monetized content, uh, I'm excited for 29% attendance in upcoming videos, um, but if they're featured in at least 30% of monetized content in a 12-month period, a percentage of earnings must be placed in a trust account for the child. The percentage is based on the amount of time that that child is featured. Uh, if they're in, say, 50% of a video, they would be entitled to 25% of that video's earnings. How does that math work? That seems like an arbitrary video. Half. If they're in 50% of a video, yes. they get a quarter of the earnings. I think it's half of the amount of the video that you're in. Okay. I wonder how they came to that number. I'm not saying that's a wrong no number. I no idea. I just am curious. Yeah, not a clue. Uh, while some other states require parents to set aside earnings for child entertainers in movies and television, Illinois is the first state to target child labor in social media. The idea for the law was reportedly suggested by then 15-year-old Shreya Nalamathu. Uh, who felt that parents were putting incredibly intimate and private moments of their children's lives online and that those children were often too young to fully understand the implications, which is... 100% true. Very fair and true. Like, absolutely a thing. Yeah. I, um, I was shocked. You know, you know, sorry, you know, you know sure. how there's that, like, shocking, horrifying moment uh, that's been in TV a bunch of times and stuff where like uh, your your new partner comes over to your parents' house for the first time and your mom busts out the like little kids album to embarrass sure. you. Sure. Now it's wow, on the internet that's for everyone. Next level, eh? Yeah. I was shocked to see some of the bad takes in the community when we've talked about this in the past. Like they're my kids. What's the difference between this and you know washing dishes, doing chores, or like? You know, it's no one's business for the state to come in and tell me what, how I can raise my kids. And it's like, this is not about how you raise your kids. This is about child labor. <laughs> when someone is in a YouTube video, even if it's a YouTube video where they are playing with something, they are working if it is monetized. That's the thing. It's monetized. They're working. I, I, I do think that something they've done well here is that they've made the they've made the um the trust um allocation based on the actual money that it makes <sighs> there's arguments to be made either way i think that from like a privacy standpoint from from a hey i you know now that i'm an adult i i didn't consent to that um you shouldn't have done that i think from that standpoint we're going to see different litigation um, if the content didn't make any money, right? But at least if the content does make money, they are getting a piece of it. Yeah. Um, 
but I but I but I like that they're not just entitled to like an hourly wage. I think that if they are a star and if they are you know featured in a significant portion of the video, you could over what is it over thirty percent of the monetized content? Yeah, if they are a star in the content, thirty percent of the monetized content in a calendar year or a twelve month sorry no twelve month period that's yeah. different, um, and then also so that that enables you to receive some of the cut, and then it is fifty percent of the percentage of the video that you're in that's how the monetization works got it yeah i um oh man no i'm I'm, now i'm torn though because on the ones where they don't make any money well no they should still be entitled to minimum wage that's what minimum wage is and the other thing too is that it's like oh no it's just social media or whatever but like there's really strict laws governing how many hours a child can work, whether it can interfere with their education, um, how many days they can work over over a given period, and, and none of that is being adhered to. And no, they're not just your kids. They're not your property to just do whatever you want with. It's not. It's you're not allowed to be exploitative. Uh, this is this is not parenting. This is this is work, right? And even with this, even with this cut, like this doesn't address any of those issues. Yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is... It's beginning. I'm calling it. But not enough. There's a lot more coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot more coming. And you know what's really interesting about these numbers is there's a lot of like family vlogging channels that have more than four kids. How does that work? <laughs> his, I could actually see the spinning beach ball on his brain. <laughs> Give me the math, Luke. What happens now? Yeah. Yeah, people are starting to list. Uh, they're starting to list channels that have a whole whack whack load of kids. Yeah. Whoa! How, how do? I, yeah, do I, the parents take anything? Because I, I I I think they should probably make something for turning their family into production. I think you know Chris Jenner probably did okay with all of that, and that's probably you know yeah. Mostly to the benefit of her kid. I don't know. Jaden raises an interesting point sure. that I wanted your take on. Is uh -oh. uh, He says, on top of influencers, the laws for types of content of kids being posted by their parents, even just to Facebook for friends and family, needs to be tightened up a lot. I know of people that have made Facebook pages uh, in the name of their child who is like zero and then posted things all the way up. Man, there's there's so many ways it's for that to go. It's very interesting. On the one hand, they might look at it and go, "Wow, it's so cool to have this like catalog of you know everything that I've ever done in my I life." I'm sure some people would say that. But then there's going to be people that are like, "Wow, this is a huge invasion of my privacy. How could you have possibly thought that this was okay?" Yeah. A little rough. I, mean, I, I like the email idea. I've always liked the email idea. Here's the thing, though. Like you've got. What's okay? Tell me this. What is the difference between signing away your kids' rights on Facebook and signing away your kids' rights on a traditional media or television production? It's monetized versus not. Well, yeah. media. I mean, either of them could be or couldn't be. I yeah, guess. Fair enough. So what's what's the difference? If if people just have power of attorney for their children, is 
I'm not saying it's right for people to just post everything about their child on Facebook. I'm just asking, is it any different? Uh, someone asked, what's the email idea? I don't know if this was a, an original idea of yours. Oh, it's not. not an original idea. Um, so the, the idea is that you set up an email um, and then you email that email like journal thoughts about the kid. Little fun stories and stuff like that. Yeah. I haven't stayed as on top of it as I would have liked to. I mean, there's still time. Um, ugh. It's just one of those things that stuff happens and life gets busy and you don't think to like write a bunch of emails, but um, th there's definitely going to be some stuff there. It could be cool to yeah. kind of pick it back up and keep going and then like give it to them when they move out or something. Yeah. Could be kind of neat. Could be cool. Moving on. It still says two more topics. Yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Do you want to talk about the GTA 6 league? Yeah. I have no idea what this is about. The cold, hard, honest truth is that I have spent the vast majority of the week in meetings, deliberating on... Oh, me too. And I didn't yeah. see this coming until now, but I've read the first line and I love it. So I'm ready to go. Uh, GTA 6 leak conducted by teenager with an Amazon Fire Stick. Oh, man. That sounds a, fire. A British, a British 18 year old out on bail for blackmail, fraud, and hacking two U.S. telecom companies and Nvidia as part of a teenage cyber gang has been revealed as the likely culprit of last year's hack of Rockstar and leak of GTA 6 footage. Shortly before his second arrest, the teen was doxxed by rival hackers. When he was again released from jail, he was moved to a travel lodge hotel under strict bail conditions uh, for his own safety. There, he apparently hacked and leaked unfinished Grand Theft Auto 6 gameplay using an Amazon Fire Stick he found in his hotel TV, which allowed him to infiltrate cloud computing services with a newly purchased smartphone. Man, he also purchased on the internal Rockstar Slack channel. Posted. I am uh, posted. Yes, sorry. What did I say? Purchased. Yep. Oh boy. Uh, he also posted on the internal Rockstar Slack channel. I am not a Rockstar employee. I am an attacker. <laughs> okay. Uh, he likewise allegedly hacked Uber and NeoBank uh, Revolut. Hopefully, um, he then reportedly uh, he he then reportedly was caught. When London police searched his hotel room. Is it wrong to be like, um, you know, hey, do you like want to work here? <laughs> I know that happens a lot. It does. Like it's kind of part of the point, I think, of these kinds of escapades. Some of them. This, this does one... just seem to be kind of chaotic. Yeah. I feel um, like they just want to hit everything they possibly can. Like just do stuff. Yeah. Um. That is actively a way that people get. Um, okay, can we talk about the though? fire stick? Absolutely. What does the fire stick have to do with anything? I think it's just like uh, they didn't have a computer. But they have a phone, which is a computer. Yeah. Why do they need the fire stick? I'm not entirely sure. Doesn't really seem like it goes. Allowed into them details. to infiltrate cloud computing services. What does that even mean? How do you, with a phone and a fire, a fire stick, stick, how do you enables. end up on Rockstar's Slack? I mean, it, are, is this just social engineering and we're, and we're just kind of sitting here in awe of the hacking greatness or is we're this... We're missing a lot of details. Surely. Yes. But it's pretty epic regardless. Yeah, I... Uh, I... <clears throat> Didn't he buy the phone with the hacked fire stick? I, maybe. It's, it's not in our notes. Yeah. Um, but it sounds pretty epic. This is 
Oh, that wild. would make sense if if he used the fire stick to get the phone and then used the phone to actually uh, to actually infiltrate them. Um, Captain Jinyu over on Floatplane Chat says, "Hi, I'm a cybersecurity SME for a living. This article sounds like nonsense." Uh, yeah, I think because our notes just have no information in them. Yeah, um, the original source is from the BBC, so I don't think this is actually nonsense. And here he is holding a shark. Wait, I still don't have a way to switch to my screen. Dang it, Luke. Uh, I'll show it. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Because why not? Yeah, sweet. Why not just be holding a shark, I guess? <laughs> yeah. All right. Anywho. He's I, been on three hacking sprees now. Epic. I spilled At acid in my car. Yeah, okay. What? Is this what you talked about before where it got under the floor mat? Yeah. Okay. So How bad is it? When you have a pool, um occasionally you need to adjust the pH. Mm -hmm. So there's chemicals that you'll put in the pool to either uh increase the pH or decrease the pH. And I um uh, one of those chemicals is can be muriatic acid. And so we happened to have some muriatic acid kicking around here at the office. And the reason that we had a, a jug of it was, uh, do you remember that weird like schmoo that was all over the floor in some parts of the lab warehouse? Dan, do, did you see the schmoo? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Did you guys ever figure out what we thought that was from? Like it was like, like it, it was thrown off of some kind of machine or something like that. Do, do you remember? Not exactly. I do remember that there was a floor polishing step and some schmoo removal step and a whole bunch of ceiling steps and stuff like that. Yeah, I think Jamie had a theory. He, uh, mm. he, he thought it was something to do with some kind of machine that was in that space and just like flung out glue or like some kind of... Oh, like, like pre-existing. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah it was, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was from the. Uh, it was from the previous, not even the previous tenants, but the ones before that was our was our theory about it. Um, anyway, they they had the idea that maybe they could try putting acid on it to try to make it a little bit easier to get up. It did absolutely nothing, so they just had this jug of acid. And I was like, oh, I need acid. Hmm, should I really be transporting acid in my car? <laughs> that just seems like it's. It's got over 10,000 kilometers on it, but it still didn't have a single scratch. Yeah. Absolutely nothing, like, pristine. And uh, I was like, do I really want... No, nah, you know what? No, I'm not going to live my life like that. I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, you know, my car is too nice to, like, carry a bottle of acid or whatever. Okay. So the bottle of acid is in a bag, just to make sure that just in case it you know, spills or whatever, it spills into the bag instead of, you know, spilling out onto, you know, wherever it happens to be. But that bag is open because we opened the acid and we were using it at some point. And I noted as I was making my way over to my car that, you know, the bag was, the bag was open and there was like kind of a little bit of like wetness or something. And I was like, oh, okay, but that's fine. Cause I'll just put it in the back where it, where it will, where it will sit up without falling over. Um, and everything will be fine. As I was pulling into my driveway, I was thinking, Man, yeah, it's it's kind of crazy that, you know, given the state of my Civic, like, do you remember riding around with me in that car? Yeah. Back when we first met? Yeah, often. Yeah. It was in real. it was really well kept, eh? Hey? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not full of garbage at all. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of marveling at, you know, how people kind of change, you know, how, how you can go from having 
the actual trash mobile that is a rolling dumpster. I got so desensitized to it that I I just I had a conversation with Linus at some point in time where he just he was just like if it's in the if it's in the like passenger seat it's just like not important. And I was like, "Okay." And I just stopped moving stuff out of the way and I would just sit on it. <laughs> it's like an actual conversation, an actual resolution that we had. So as I'm pulling into my driveway thinking like, like yeah, man, I've I even like I even empty out my car when I arrive home now. Every time I pull out everything except a water bottle, my Powerball, like a pen, some nat- like tissues. Like I have like a loadout, and I'm pulling into my driveway and I'm going, yeah, it's like kind of a. Mi-. And I went, wait a minute. I had told myself when I got into the car, go easy on the accelerator. There's muriatic acid in the back seat. <laughs> so I pull in. <laughs> I get out. I open up the rear driver's side door. It is literally smoking. <laughs> the floor mats are smoking. Um, fortunately, not that much spilled. And the way that it spilled, I have I have like uh, all weather floor mats, and it spilled onto them, and then kind of like like surface tension over. Uh. So it's mostly under. But there's an area about this big where all the like carpet fuzz is completely. I don't know how to describe it. It's not melted. It's not burned. It's eaten. Uh, okay. it's, it's completely eaten away. It Dissolved? looks Yeah, it looks absolutely disgusting. Fortunately, it was like really late. Uh, fortunately, I kept my wits about me, and instead of putting on soap and water, I ran and got baking soda and like okay, yeah, hucked it. it on it. And it like, yeah. like there was, there was a lot. It was pretty bad, but um, anyway. Is it covered by the floor mat? I wish it was completely covered. It's like so close. like a little bit? It's actually... Is there anything you could do about it? It's actually okay. Could you arts and crafts repair this? Oh, man. I'll show it to you after the show. Arts and crafts repair? You're going to see it. You're going to be like, yeah, that was a dumb question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Yeah, it's really bad. Um, When it rains, it pours, you know? (laughs) I spilled acid in my car. That's great. <laughs> Drop my phone in my pool. <laughs> so these are what, obviously what champagne can, what problems. What can happen next? These are the most champagne problems that you can possibly have, oh. but it doesn't change the fact that I spilled acid in my car and I <laughs> dropped my phone in the pool. <laughs> well, I dropped myself in the pool. I actually have it on the sur- surveillance footage too. So uh, Do you have a realization moment on the surveillance? Ooh. Because if so, that might be a good one. You said you're going to make a video for it. That might yeah. actually be a good thing to include in there. I don't know if I do. I might have been inside by that point. I'll, yeah. I'll, ha- I'll have to check. But either way, I definitely have the moment when the AirPod. Oh, the good news is the AirPods survived. Great. So all I so I still have my AirPods Pros, and all it cost me was a Galaxy Z Fold 3. <laughs> good trade. Good trade. I should play Monopoly. I'm, I'd be really good at that game. Yeah. Like, uh... Uh, uh, here, I've got Boardwalk. Can I can I trade it to you for Baltic? <laughs> Want to give me a railroad? <laughs> hey, I actually really like the railroads. What? Yeah, they're pretty good. Oh, come on. I wouldn't trade it for Boardwalk. Yeah. yeah. No, the railroads suck. No. They're okay. Okay, float, play, and pull. Hmm. They're great. They're okay. They okay. suck. What, what, I, Dan, what are the, what are Dan, the best ones? What Dan, are the best ones? Yeah, it's not railroads. What are the best ones? Uh, hold on, I want to hear from Dan first. Okay. 
But like the railroads or boardwalk? No, no, just railroads. Just what, they're what, good. Do you, what do you think of railroads? They suck. They're mid. mid. What, what are they? Mid. They're mid. Yeah. Mid. Yeah. Good early game, weak late game. Yeah. I, th- I think they're. they're I don't like, think they're great, but I think they're underrated. They're like a rush B, and then as you move into the late game, you know, you got your econ and you're you're okay. You're back in more okay. stable. Right? I don't know where the Counter Strike references came from, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Or is this is this Valorant? Did I, I just age I myself? No, I mean, uh, I was thinking, I don't know, Counter Strike. Well, okay, cool. I yeah. don't know. It's very late. Give us the poll. All right, I'll make Luke, it. Luke, I want my screen sharing back. No, no. Did you just both say no? Uh, Did Dan also say no? I couldn't tell. You guys both spoke <laughs> at the same time. I think. Okay, well, I have a Monopoly board up on my screen, so can I please screen share? Yeah. Jeez, you guys. I'm just going to steal your stream deck. Okay, so what what do you think the best ones are? Because I have a pretty strong opinion on this. Yeah, the best ones are um, Baltic and Mediterranean. They are freaking OP. Okay. They cost... Because remember, too... Okay, do you play Monopoly correctly? No one does. What a statement. No one does. What I'm I'm trying to say is, when you build up your uh, your, uh, houses and your hotels, do, do you require... Um, players to have only at most n plus one on any of a given color you're not allowed to have a hotel on one and nothing on the other oh within within one color band yeah yeah okay so what's so op about baltic and mediterranean is that you can build them up super early yeah they cost freaking nothing because houses are i think 50 and a lot of people don't necessarily want them so you can get them. So you can you can trade for them. So then after that, I am super big into right here. Okay. Love this. Yeah. All of this is just too expensive. Yes. And if you build up this stuff, this stuff, man, I, I, I love I love this zone. If you build up this stuff early, you're never gonna get to the late game. There's never gonna be a hotel on boardwalk. I like orange. Really? I was gonna say I'm an orange man. Orange too. is my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am definitely more of a Connecticut, Vermont, Oriental kind of guy. Yeah. And then I just I, I love I, I love this row because it's just so cheap. It's also it'll, it'll, it'll like keep you floating very effectively. How did this turn into monopoly strategy? Um I'll never know how our show flows, but Yeah, well maybe if you watched it once in a while and you know, then you could know why? What? I don't know. You used to watch the WAN show, so you could do the timestamps. You really liked it. Oh, no, man. That was the worst. Watching a show that you just spent the last two hours hosting is... And watching it back immediately, too. There's no, like, nostalgic for something you said two hours ago. (laughs) What were we like back then? Uh, Do you remember when we talked about Monopoly strategy? (laughs) Turns out kind of obnoxious. Okay. Hey! Okay. Uh, oh wow you sound okay. a lot less excited what do you think of railroads wait you didn't even put mid on there yeah way to fail the poll because they're just good all right i am getting outvoted <laughs> seven to one because luke has a future career as a politician <laughs> not because his takes are actually better the railroads suck they don't suck you're they you're underrating much. them. they cost too much you're underrating them. they have no scalability yeah, early game. Early game. Dead end. <laughs> Dead end. 
I mean, I, I think they're underrated. Admittedly, it's better than collecting like seven dollars in rent off Baltic or like whatever, whatever it works out to. It's like nothing if I recall yeah, unless correctly. Yeah, you get both of them. Like they're they they're like guaranteed gonna do okay. They're not gonna win you the game. The hum. They're not gonna do any of that kind of stuff. But ba- you're saying Baltic will? Yeah, Baltic and Mediterranean. Yeah, but you have to get both. You gotta have both. Yeah, yeah. I, I think know. the rent is actually less than seven dollars. I think it's literally two dollars on one of them or something like that. Like it's <laughs> it's absolutely nothing. Can have, we get? Have they like have they interested? Like yeah. I, I, I was. Yep, we were going exactly the same place. Is there Modern a monopoly, monopoly that keeps up with inflation? Yeah. I don't. I don't. I'm not I, sure. I kind of doubt I've it. I've seen memes. I've seen like millennial edition monopoly. You just like you can't, can't afford, afford anything. anything and then... Every single player loses. Yeah. <laughs> All, all, all four of you, assuming you're playing a four-player game, um, have to like bet, bet your futures in crypto. <laughs> so basically, it's just Boggle then, or Yahtzee. It's just Yahtzee. You just roll yeah. dice. Yeah. Oh man. Whoever gets the the best dice roll wins. Oh, so horrible. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. You can't buy any of the property, and you you don't own anything, and you'll be happy about it. Dan, I have a complaint. Oh yeah. I need to I mean, issue. A, this is the week to do it. A complaint. <laughs> what can I do for you, sir? It's still on two more topics. You are uh, thirty-two minutes ahead. What? Sponsors happens at one hour thirty-two. Let's do sponsors now. Yeah. This week's show is sponsored by Notion, a tool that can help you work faster and more efficiently. Notion AI is the latest addition to their suite of features. It works seamlessly with Notion and can understand the context of your work. Notion AI helps you work faster, write better, and accomplish tasks that would usually take hours in just seconds. Best of all, it allows you to skip to the most crucial parts of your work, regardless of what you're working on. For example, Sven from the business team uses Notion AI to generate creative talking points and condense lengthy meeting notes into a concise list. This saves Sven a lot of time, allowing him to focus on the work he excels at while leaving the rest to Notion. Using Notion AI is simple. Just choose your text, click Ask AI, and watch your productivity soar. Try Notion AI for free when you go to Notion.com WAN. That's all lowercase letters, Notion.com WAN, to try out the incredible power of Notion AI today. And when you use our link, you're supporting our show. Try Notion AI for free right now at Notion.com slash WAN. Thanks to Volcanica Coffee for sponsoring today's show. Pair your WAN experience with a nice cup of joe. Volcanica Coffee sources their beans from the finest crops in the best volcanic regions from around the world. This means that each region provides distinctly different flavors and nuances to tantalize your taste buds. Their Roastmasters roast their coffee fresh every week in their state-of-the-art facility in Atlanta and typically ship out your order within one business day, so you're sure to get the freshest, roastiest coffee you can get. Best of all, Volcanica Coffee is family-owned, so you know their heart, love, and dedication is infused into each and every bean. Go check them out at lmg.gg volcanica and use code LINUS15 for 15% off your order. That's lmg.gg V-O-L-C-A-N-I-C-A. Thanks to Tailwind for sponsoring today's show. Are you trying to improve your social media engagement? 
It helps to have a plan. Tailwind is an app that simulates a full marketing team all in the palm of your hands. Generate a social media marketing plan personalized to your needs. Leverage AI tools and design templates to create beautiful posts and schedule your content releases so they come out when your audience is most responsive. Use your advanced analytic tools to see how your campaign did and make any necessary tweaks to improve and optimize. Give Tailwind a try and leave your social media struggles in the dust. Check them out at lmg.gg slash tailwind app. Oh, and the Monopoly... Really, we're going back to this. The Monopoly wiki says, In summary, the railroads are extremely good to own. They are a steady source of cash and can temporarily stop an opponent from building with all four of them together. Also, their position being five squares in on each side makes it that one is always at risk of landing on a railroad. Also, there are chance cards that send people to them. The rent caps out at $200. Mm-hmm. Mid. Early game. Yeah, but early game, you're not going to have all four of them. It's 25 bucks. The wiki and the poll disagree with both of you. All right. Well, you didn't even give the poll a mid option. You did Dan dirty there. <laughs> Where's the rush B? Dan, you're making it really hard for me to defend you right now. Rush for bread. You're... you're... <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, apparently it's 400, not 200. Okay, so it's what is it? 50, 100, 200, 400? Okay. But okay. Doubles every time. I still don't Look like that. Look at them. that value. No one, you're never going to land. Value. You are never going to land on all four of them. And no one's ever going to trade you all four of them. <laughs> They'd have to be stupid. By the way, can I just say for a moment that there is one official rule of Monopoly that I think is completely brain dead stupid, and I, I hate playing the game with it. Did you know that when you land on a property, if you have the money to buy yeah. it, you must buy it? Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure like everyone house rules that out because that's just like weird. And dumb. That is it, it completely. It turns Monopoly, the game of fairly minimal strategy, but technically into, some into Monopoly, the game of literally predetermined outcomes. I think that was the point when the game was made, though, wasn't it? I don't know. Um, I thought it was supposed to be an actual game where you can actually win. No, if I remember correctly, the original creator was trying to... Yeah, progressive writer Elizabeth Maggie Phillips created Monopoly in 1904 to teach players about the dangers of wealth concentration. Oh. Because one person just takes off and then obviously wins and everyone else goes bankrupt. So it was never meant to be a game. People are like, it, it's supposed to go to auction if you don't buy it. Okay, that I didn't know. Is that in every version of the rule book? I, I believe so. I thought so. it was it goes to auction if you can't afford to buy it immediately. Yeah. Man, now, th- what even is this show? It's the Monopoly I'm show. I'm honestly not sure. Okay, when you land on an unowned property, you may buy that property from the bank at its printed price. You receive the title deed showing ownership, place the title, blah, 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 the bank sells through auction. Oh, if you do not wish to buy the property, the bank sells it through auction to the highest bidder. Okay. Can you bid on it? I did not know that. Interesting. I think the only... Okay, I'm with, I'm with Raging Azaru. I think the only rule of Monopoly is that you make your own rules. Apparently it isn't Heck wealth yeah. concentration, it's land specifically, but owning land is wealth. Yeah, wealth is like the oldest, uh, wealth is, a uh, land, land is the oldest form of wealth, yeah. as far as I can tell. Apparently, uh, they were specifically very into the land aspect, but that is like a huge portion of how people store their wealth, so, I don't know. Gaming stream. We play Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> so boring. <laughs> 
there's probably like some like PC version with, that has like stupid animations and stuff. Oh yeah, I I had a I had a version of it for PC back in like the late '90s. It was actually like kind of awesome. You had these little like characters that were like like run around the board. Oh man, okay, now I need to find it. Uh, Monopoly for Windows. Oh my goodness, this might be like Windows 3.1. Um, oh, I'm so excited for the nostalgia of looking at this image now. I think this might have been the one I had. Monopoly Deluxe for DOS. Extreme Monopoly, oh, Insane Monopoly. Okay. I do need my screen share button. Nope. Do you want to show something? Are you ready? I would respectfully request to have my screen share button back. Nope. Um, not until next week. Not till next week. Yep. I cannot find exactly the one. It turns out there are a freaking ton of like abandoned wear or like old versions of Monopoly. Conrad's saying Monopoly Tycoon. What is Monopoly Tycoon? I have no idea. That sounds redundant. It, it kind of <laughs> does. Monopoly Tycoon. Wait, this is on Google Play? Monopoly Tycoon is a management construction and management simulation PC game? I don't is this the same thing? What? I might have had this one. Uh maybe it was this one from what is this game Hasbro. I'm not sure. Okay, well, I'm not... It's the Monopoly RTS? What is happening? What is this? Monopoly Tycoon is, like, not normal Monopoly, but it's definitely still in the Monopoly, like, Are universe. you going to share your screen, or is what nobody allowed heck? to share screens now? No, 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 it's cool. Let's go. Oh, what? This is, like, a mobile app? Uh, oh, mine's, like, not plugged in. Where did my court even go? So that was my version, I guess. Oh, wow. Look, if wow. I can't have it, neither can anyone. <laughs> Goes on the other side. I didn't even take that. I actually oh just was God. fidgeting. I, I did not do that on purpose. That's hilarious. I did not test them though. before the show. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. Let it yeah, it might have been Monopoly Do Deluxe for PC. I'm honestly not sure. There we go. Yeah, this is it. It's like actually a different game. Okay, so it's, it's like more of a tycoon roller game. Roller coaster tycoon inspired, but Monopoly? I'm 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 taking it. You know, fun fact, um Roller Coaster Tycoon is the tycoon game that basically everybody cites as like the tycoon game. Yeah, because it's, it's the, the best one. one. It's not the first one. Okay. The but first tycoon game that I'm aware of, and there might be other ones is Dino Park Tycoon. I was first introduced to this in, I think, either grade two or grade three. We had it in, on like, man, oh, I'm going to be dating myself a little bit here. It was installed on like a handful of the computers in our computer lab. Was your school like that, where not all the computers had the same software because the school could only afford licenses for a certain number of computers? So... Sometimes you'd end up stuck on one of the bad computers and you'd be playing like typing tutor games. And then other times you would get on one of the ones with Math Circus or with Dino Park Tycoon was the most purely video game one. So everyone always wanted to play Dino Park Tycoon. And I, right. I love this game so much that I, I bought 
Um, or I, well, I asked my parents, obviously. I was like seven. Uh, so, so I got a version of it that I could play at home. And um, it sucks. It's like actually a bad game. No matter what you do, the 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 dino the dino park eventually just nobody comes to it like you max out everything and then it just gets to the point where nobody comes and there's no reason and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it is there an earlier tycoon games Ty uh, earlier tycoon game roller coaster tycoon uh so sawyer i believe is the last name of the the developer for it uh wrote 99 of the code for roller coaster tycoon in an assembly code I was going to ask if you knew that. That is my favorite fact. That so man cool. is a genius. Yeah. What? But Roller Toaster Tycoon so, was like solo dev'd, right? As far as my understanding goes, yeah. it was solo dev'd or at least extremely close to it. Um, there was a there was an artist, a separate artist, Simon Foster, um, and then but yeah, Sawyer did did the development, and it was in uh, assembly code, so it ran like incredibly efficiently and on like everything. <laughs> I don't think Dino Park Super Tycoon cool. is actually related to the Tycoon series. The first Tycoon game in this Wikipedia list of business simulation games is Sid Meier's Railroad Tycoon. I do not know if that is a similar style of game, though. Build and manage a railroad company by laying tracks, building stations, and buying and scheduling trains. Okay, that really doesn't really sound like the same kind of thing as Roller Coaster Tycoon transport tycoon i thought okay i gotta tell you guys i thought tycoon was like tm i thought that that was uh i thought that that was a a, a series but railroad tycoon doesn't come along until well then where is railroad tycoon or sorry railroad um roller coaster tycoon roller coaster tycoon doesn't roll around till 1999 so preceding that was railroad tycoon uh, from Microprose in 1990, Dino Park Tycoon from MECC Manly and Associates, whoever they are, in 1993, uh, Sid Meier's Railroad Tycoon Deluxe. Okay, I'm not really going to count that. Pizza Tycoon from Software 2000 in 1994. Nice. Pizza Tycoon. Transport Tycoon, awesome. which is Chris Sawyer. Wait, I want to play Transport Tycoon now. So he actually... Did tran he actually did a tycoon game before Roller Coaster Tycoon? Transport Tycoon is ten out of ten on Steam. Overwhelmingly Open positive. T T yeah, that's the one I was going to mention. Okay. Open TTD. Yeah. Well, if you ever game stream again, we're going to play think, Open I think TTD. I think we found you a game to play. Is this multiplayer? To start building a transport. It has online PvP. <laughs> oh is, yeah, because you're a business and you have to compete with other Whoa. towns like you're the mayor of okay, some Okay, you you sound like you're speaking fairly authoritatively. Have you played this game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. Is it a good game? It is. Dude, it has way beyond my uh, understanding to play a lot uh, like of effectively. It's yeah. very deep. So and there's like boat routes and trains and like buses and all sorts of weird resource management. It's basically uh better anno. Oh. But for different reasons. <laughs> That's a, those are big words. I just wanted to upset Linus. <laughs> those are very big words. Uh, the the all-time all reviews on Steam are over over 10,000 are overwhelmingly positive. Uh, well, not all 10,000 of them are, but there are over 10,000 all-time reviews, and their average is overwhelmingly positive. And the recent reviews are also 
overwhelmingly positive, which Sick. is awesome. I've heard of this before. Um, I don't believe this has anything to do with Sawyer anymore. This is like kind of an open sourcey thing, I think. Pretty I think sure. so. It's it's a kind Pretty of a sure. it's a different game than than like a lot of other stuff. I wouldn't yeah. even necessarily classify it as a game, uh, so much as as like how do you how do you win at business in a game like this? I think you have to have like set rules, right? You can't just kind of vibe with it, right? Yeah, you can't just kind of have a system and let it I mean, live. That's, that's kind of how Anno is, right? Yeah, I think Anno's Anno is kind of a different beast. I know if if Linus likes Anno, he may enjoy this, but maybe wouldn't get the same from it that he does Anno. I think a big part of why I like Anno so much is just that I like played the first one as a kid. Um, I, I don't know that it's the kind of game that I would get into today, even though I, you know, could still obviously. I have heard every two-hour um, warning that you should probably stop playing till the point where they stop being unique. I think that happens at ten hours of consecutive play like i do that's a tough game to play for i like 10 hours. i like anno the same way that like a cokehead likes cocaine like it's it's not just liking it um i haven't played in quite a while because it's one of those things that i just i get into and i'm just like i still have the notes from our save oh yeah i mean we could pick it up at some point ugh, i don't know if it's a good idea um i am i am you mentioned streaming i am fully still planning on streaming starfield Dino Park Tycoon was apparently the Oricon Trail developer. Oh. Yeah. Played the heck out of that game at school. Did you did you ever play the like Canadian version, the Yukon Trail? I wait, I think that might actually be what we had. Yeah, see, as a as a young Canadian lad, um I don't remember I don't remember when I had this experience, but I was conversing with someone and I was like, Yeah, yeah, like Yukon Trail. And they're like the f are you talking about? I'm like, yeah, like Yukon Trail. You know, you. you, you okay, so I definitely the, played you're on Yukon the frontier. Trail. You're on the frontier, and you, you know, baby dysentery, and they're like, Did, you mean Oregon Trail? I'm like, what? no. What, what's Oregon? Yukon Trail. Yeah, Yukon Trail. Yeah, I played both of these for sure. Yeah. Okay, hold on, hold on a second. Yeah, see, that chat's like Yukon Trail. That's a thing. Yeah, no, come on. Yukon Trail is totally thing. Okay, hold on. I think we need another float plane. Another float plane poll. Uh, let's see. D how do you do polls? I should really know this. <laughs> Just go to, the, go to the player page. Oh, it's on the player page. I never have the player page open. To the right of the title, all the way across, there's a little, like, uh, bar chart icon. Click on that. Right of the title. Oh, why is it there? I don't know. Where do you want it? I don't know. In the chat. I, it doesn't matter. Leave leave it where it is. Leave it where it is. Okay. Cool. Sounds good. Um, best trail. Yukon. Oregon. All right. Duration. Let's give them let's give them two minutes. Okay, the poll's live. I wanna know which one's the right trail. Really? It's gonna get slaughtered. Oh, but 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 the you you can get you can get the gold. <laughs> what about the gold in the Yukon? It's the gold rush. <laughs> Jaden said it's also in the creator panel. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Jaden. <laughs> my, 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 everything that I cherished as a child by is the, being crushed. By the way, I want to give a shout out for, for Jaden because Jaden launched a very cool feature <laughs> during our 
we're not launching videos phase. <laughs> so is he the, supposed to be doing that? The new yeah. What do you mean? I thought people weren't supposed to be like work. I mean, I guess the dev team really didn't have anything to do with any of this. We were good. All right, fair enough. We're you, good. You, you do your thing with your team. The thing that we needed to do was was keep advancing the platform, which is what we're doing. Um, and there's a new player. There's a new player on Floatplane, and it's very cool. You should check it out. It looks nice. I think a lot of people didn't notice because uh, the visual path that the player went down is like kind of in line with what you'd expect. Uh, but if you go look at it, it is different. The old version was kind of like a bar that would like fill as it went across. Are you going to share your screen, or are you just going to no. like be like that for the entire rest of the show? No, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna describe. No, he's going to share his screen. <laughs> I mean, there we go. Why show why show a video this when you can just describe the video? This is it. Yeah, and it's cool. And it's React now. Why don't you explain what and it being React means? There's there's dark mode in the live chat now, as you guys can see on the right here. Like on five though. Why does it matter that it's React? Um. So we are trying to convert everything to react our our development we we've been in angular for a long time so it's a framework we've been using um and on the front end we're trying to convert to react we the the state that our angular in was was in was was you know not great um and also i don't know there's just long conversation but there's reasons why we wanted to move to react the development time for something like the live chat improvements that happened a little while ago um if I remember correctly, we had spec'd that out at, I'm going to forget, I apologize. It was like five weeks or something. And then it was reactified instead of left in Angular. And I, t I think it took Jaden like two days or three days or something. So site should <laughs> react a little better when you load it and use it. Um, and also uh, it's it's faster, easier to develop, all that jazz. We're, we're moving off of Angular, moving to React. Okay. So that is good. There is not that much left on the user-facing portion. We split the site into three sections. Um, there's now user-facing portion, uh, creator-facing portion, and admin portion. Um, and there's not that much left to get the user-facing portion to have the Angular wrapper removed from it. So it will be all React soon. Now tell me this. How much truth is there in this message in Twitch chat? This Twitch chat, so I mean, it's probably wrong. But um, React is the next framework until another new hotness comes out and you just port the entire project to yet another framework. Hashtag just dev things. Are oh, yeah. we just going to... Oh. HTMX? Yeah. Yeah, we, we already have... the internet. We already have another one. <laughs> React is like old. What are you doing, Luke? React's not that old. React's still good. I know, I know. Uh, it is, Come it on. is. You, I think we are getting to the point there where some people are like, "Me, I've yeah. been working in React for a while. I want something new. I need new toy, shiny toys." So we're you know? we're a little slow on this movement for sure. But I see that is sort of yeah. I don't know. Hey, it has theater mode now though. Yep. Show the people theater mode, maybe. Uh, yeah. Maybe we just won't share screens because uh, you know. That's well, not people cool should anymore. just go use it for themselves and then comment on it and stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, you should show the people theater mode. Oh. If they can't find the button. Okay. You can't even see your screen. What do you mean? Yeah, hold on. Give totally unprofessional show. The worst. <sighs> worst show. Wan show, more like when to not watch it show. Okay, now I got to get rid of this. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. We could, we could, oh, oh, oh crap. No, no, We're supposed no, no, to be no. doing merch messages. Uh, Dan, while Luke figures out his stuff, 
By the way, UConn Trail lost, so I'm, yeah, I'm really disappointed in actually everyone right now. Um, Dan, do you want to hit me with a couple of merch messages? Sure, 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 sure. Um, hi, DLL, the correct, the correct acronym. Depending on how the stubby goes, any thoughts on something in between? Normal handle with a short shaft. The normal handle with a stubby shaft. I think that you, sir, are a niche user. Um, hacksaw. That's a good way to answer that. Yeah, I, no, ha Dan, can you please not give the people really, really bad advice? There is literally nowhere on the shaft of the screwdriver that they could cut that would retain the bit holder. <laughs> Buy a stubby and a normal one and transplant. Uh, no, no, that is actually not recommended either. <laughs> Here, hold on, wait, wait. Um, yeah, we don't have anything what? planned for that right now. Hey, theater mode. And the chat is still there. Cool. Yay. Yeah, good job, Flip Play team. It's it's called Fill Window, but yeah. And there's a keyboard macro. W. Cool. There we go. Okay. Let's right. see. Oh, that did a bunch of the. That makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, hey, Linus. A belated birthday wish to you. Hey, Have you gotten thanks. a chance to celebrate turning 37 amidst everything that's been happening? And how did your birthday go? Uh, yeah, I went camping, which I hate. Um, but my kids really enjoyed it. And uh, Dennis and Colton came out, which was pretty cool. We had an extra campsite because um, we it's really hard to get campsites at provincial parks uh, in BC. Like You basically have to get up at 7 a.m., which bless my wife um she did so because she's amazing uh but she managed to get not one but two and because she had the opportunity to get two she grabbed them because like yeah then we could invite people to come with us so we were we were up there with some friends um some family and also dennis and colton came we ate some burgies um went to the beach or the, well the lake the beach on the lake the rocks near the edge of the lake <laughs> okay it's not much of a beach but it's definitely a lake um and yeah yeah we hung out it was good Jaden um, says that he wants the stubby handle with the long shaft that seems at least more likely i could actually kind of see that yeah i could i could i could kind of see that but the the big handle with the little tiny shaft is um <laughs> it's a little weird yeah it's one that i i can't say that i'm super um that i have a can imagine uh that <laughs> it's really late uh, yeah it's actually been an incredibly taxing week i was gonna okay. say and it's been a heck of a week yeah oh, <laughs> people okay. are confused burgies like snackies drinkies yeah i got it yeah burgies yeah Yes, burgers. <laughs> Apparently, it's late for everyone. <laughs> uh, Dan, you want to hit me with one more? Yeah, what do we got next? Sure, sure, sure. I got one left. Looking forward to you guys moving forward. Any tech changes to improve production workflow? I got to tell you, the thing about tech changes is that they typically add work as opposed to actually eliminating work. Um, there, there are times when in the longer term tech changes can help to lighten your workload. I think a really good example of that would be the Blackmagic Ultimate that we added for GameLinked. But to get it to that point was a ton of work. And so because this week was really focused on hammering out human challenges, uh, you know, figuring out communication and process building, um, 
we were not really looking for excuses to play around with more tech toys and and find ways to integrate no. them into a workflow that already uh, really needed some TLC. So no, in short. Yeah. All right. A um, couple more topics. What do you want to talk about? Microsoft removes offensive AI written articles. Do you want to talk about AI, I, I, Luke? I'm actually going to interject in front of the AI. Really? To talk about a topic that I think I've brought up for the last four WAN shows? Three? Okay, so what? This is like a new streak? This is like the your sub streak? Yeah. Okay, what is it? Uh, not much because of recent events, but I got some time to play Baldur's Gate 3 finally. Oh, okay. And? Fantastic. Bear game. sex? <laughs> no. Okay. Not, not in my run, no. <laughs> I mean, I heard that's a thing. I think it is, yeah. So why not? I don't know. What, if do I'm, you not like bears? I don't know if I'm far enough in the game. What's your yet? problem? <laughs> I, don't kink shame. I know. I know. I, <laughs> I really didn't think we were going to go down this path. Um, and Dan has excused himself. See you, Dan. Just leaves. Ah, uh, wow. Um, no, I, I think I know what character that would be, but I'm still probably in like, the bear. I'm still. <laughs> So I'm just, I'm, it would I'm be just, a druid. Yeah, I'm trying to help they you. they could shapeshift yeah, into in, a bear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the bear. Um, I, I think the I, bear, I bear. think I know, they're not in my uh, team yet, but I think I know who, who it would be. Um, but no, but it's just a great game. I've really enjoyed Larian Studio games up to this point. They didn't get rid of the, the, the like Larian Studio ID that is really good. Like a lot of the combat mechanics and like camera style and, and how the game kind of feels at its core still feels Larian, which is great. But yeah. then you have this D&D layer on top of it where there's like dice rolls for things and you have inspiration so you can re-roll things and stuff. And so it's, it's just really cool. If you can dress up as like a horny bear, oh would you would you say that it's a leisure suit Larian game? Oh. He's not here to press the bell, so I don't have to worry about it. I can mute your mic, by the way. That's, an that's another thing that I did. Shut up. And you're muted. You're gone. <laughs> I still have... Oh. Um, okay, well, I guess you get to fix that now. Is my mic still That'll be fine. Here. There, you're back. You're back. <laughs> I, put in, I put in special safety measures and told no one for the show today. <laughs> <laughs> the chat's calling them scum saves. <laughs> scum saves? What? You're, you're scum saving the show. <laughs> because of the, the buttons? Yeah. <laughs> it's great, dude. Oh, it's man. great. I got the idea from you unplugging my mic. <laughs> I was like, how can I do that but easier? Oh, no. Did you tell him about the buttons? Uh, yeah, I used it. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I want my screen sharing back. <laughs> no, next week. Not, not this week. <laughs> next week. All right, fine. you, you got to be a good boy. I am, earn, a, gotta, I am a good gotta, boy. You gotta, you gotta earn your screen share. I'm an extremely good boy. Uh, uh, okay, it feels good to do WAN show. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was very happy. I got to play. I didn't get to play it much, but I played a little bit. And I just, you just know within playing the game for like an hour, you're like, this is awesome. That's cool. And this is going to be awesome. And and every bit that I played beyond, that, I played with Wendell for a while. Cool. Is it um, multiplayer? Yeah. Oh, sick. Up okay. to, I think, four people. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Oh, yeah, no problem. I gotta, you got to be careful with that right now, because if somebody joins your campaign... Yeah, you, you, will. Can't, you can't remove the character. I came unstuck. Somebody on Reddit posted a really good post about how to fix that. 
so you can actually delete it at the moment. Oh, so I, you can undo that because I, really I ruined my whole campaign. Um, yeah. But yeah, we should play sometime. Yeah. Yeah. I suspect this is going to go similarly to Divinity Original Sin. Yeah. I have about 47,000 games that I play for, you know, a few hours with a single person and then never continue again. Yeah. Um, That's fine. But I mean, it's fun anyways. I, I'm not going to do it. I'm busy playing Chained Echoes. I, every single time I see you online playing Chained Echoes. So you know what the problem is? Um, I have, I think, 70 hours in the game, but I have only made it to like the beginning of the third chapter because I just keep falling asleep. <laughs> Not because it's a bad or boring game, but uh -huh. it has been a very exhausting week. Do you want to guess how many hours I have in Slay the Spire? Oh, no, I think I know this. I think it's like 5,000 hours or something stupid like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I just leave it open. There's, when you finish a run, it'll tell you like how long it took you. And sometimes I'll finish a run, it'll be like three days. <laughs> people speed people speed run it in like minutes. <laughs> the anti-speed run. Yeah. <laughs> I get so bothered by it too, though, because it's like, I don't know why I care, um, but... Okay, uh, remember when people were kind of scumming TF2 upgrades or something, yeah. or like getting items? There were specific... Those custom maps. Yeah, those custom maps. And remember Valve's, uh, Valve's Revenge, where they made it like mess up your stats forever? So I have certain classes where... Oh, you did that? Where Yeah, where I did that. And so my stats are just completely broken and there's no way to undo it. And it... <laughs> Because of the kind of person I am, that bothers me ruins the whole game. so much. Like, I don't even really... A part of me is uneasy that other people play Beat Saber on our, on our machine because, because there's lifetime stats for, like, successful cuts and percentages and stuff like that. I'm like, these aren't real numbers. This sucks. <laughs> and it's the same for, like, the Chained Echoes playtime. Like, the second I fell asleep once while the game was running, I was just like, I don't even know if I want to play this game anymore. Yeah, yeah, I just I, yeah. I, I just I hate it when there's a counter and it's I, not know, accurate. It bothers me. So Slay the Spire has something called Ascensions, and it's like a it's a, like a scaling hard mode, basically. Um, there's every ascension. There's a new type of difficulty that they introduce. Like okay, bosses are harder now. Normal enemies are harder now. You heal for less after you beat a boss. That's pretty cool. Um, other random like so kind of like new game plus chances are less like likely to go in your favor. Lots of different. So stuff. the game gets harder up to twenty times, and it gets like really really brutal. And I, I have ascension twenty on on the silent, which is one of the characters. And I have like eighteen on ironclad, and then not that high on the other ones. Um, if somebody played on my account and pushed one of the ascensions and it wasn't me that would bother me a lot forever yeah probably yeah yeah i hear that that would like i i don't i've 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 actually like had the thought before like would i have to try to like wipe my save and just restart i have I some serious conversations with my kids about you know all kinds of things and as a gamer dad one of the serious conversations i had is okay you can play cross code if you save over my my save game, you are for real in trouble. Yeah. Do not do that. Do you do do you do like um like family sharing or do you just does everyone just use the same Steam account? No, um, uh, it's probably time for me to just get around to setting everybody up with their own Steam accounts. There's so many like free to play games that 
Like there's tons of stuff that they can do without using my Steam account. Yeah. Um, but like if I buy a new game, I will typically just buy it on my account so that it's convenient for me. And so like our TV <laughs> in the basement is just logged into my yeah, account. I mean, that, so that so I'm sense. like a good Rocket League player now, which is pretty cool. What? Well, my son plays Rocket League. Okay. Yeah, and he just plays on my account. So I'm like, I, I don't know what his rank is, but it's oh, like... Oh, so you mean like... On a Steam observation level, you're a good Rocket League player. Okay, 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 okay. I thought you actually like were playing with him a bunch. I no. was like, whoa. No, I suck okay. at Rocket League. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm decent now, apparently. It's pretty cool. <laughs> That's cool. Um. Anyways, I wanted to take a short aside to just like talk about video games. I guess people are saying what rank. I don't know if you should. I don't actually know. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, with all the like millions of people at every stupid rank in Rocket there's League, there's also, yeah, there's an insane it, amount of, no, I didn't mean that. I just mean like people are going to, I don't know. I don't know how good it is. Um, yeah, I don't even know what there's, the there's ranks There's a and... ton of granularity in Rocket League ranks and they change them like all the time. So, oh, yeah. Or at least they've changed them a lot in the past. I don't know if they have changed them much. I'm sure he'd days. know. Yeah. Hey, Linus, what happened to that game showdown with Ludwig? So here's something awkward. Mm. Is there a reason that you didn't tell me that the challenge I was describing was basically a format he already does? No, I did tell you that. Did, oh, did you? 100%. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah, no. We, we, we were doing like a float plane meeting in your office, and you mentioned that this had happened. And I was like, oh, yeah, he like does this. And I, I told you about it there. And then you were like, oh, we should talk about it on WAN Show. And I guarantee you, you completely forgot between then and when Wan Show happened. Oh. But I, I totally told you about this. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Cool. So uh anyway, I don't know. I um yeah, I guess I I guess I better ping him. If we're gonna feud, we should probably like do it properly. <laughs> you know? Mm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe he's just training. But yeah, there's like a format and everything. You submit some games, there's some like neutral games or something, and yeah. then he submits other I think games. it's hilarious that like yeah, I, I basically pitched his own format to him. It's um, <laughs> awkward. So good job, good job, Linus. Yeah, I yeah. guess. Thanks for having my back there, Luke. I I did. <laughs> uh, oh, hey, uh, we have a new segment for Wan Show. The segment is called "This Was Not a Video." So, as part of our, um, I mean. This is something that we had already started oh. before the week of introspection, as I've come to call it. Um, but we have a, a new process for doing what's called uh, exploratory testing. And so instead of, uh, we ran into this a handful of times where the labs would labs team would get an assignment or get, get a project um, pitch from the writers, and they would basically run through and do all the testing and then we find out, you know, there really wasn't much of a story there, unfortunately, and we can't really move forward with it, but we've done like all this testing now. And so we, we made a new sort of process for pitching exploratory testing and setting a much more limited scope to help us answer whether there is something worth exploring. <laughs> Dan. Thanks, Dan. Literally wasted paper. Um, creating a little thing to put on his little sign that says this was not a video. Dan, it's not going to happen every week. It's it's not part of the regular program. Okay, the point is that um, we had a, a concept for a video that in my brain seemed kind of kind of cool. And the idea was, should you disable the iGPU on your CPU? 
mm. in order to free up some power budget to get better CPU performance because we know that modern chips can be so power and thermal constrained that any little bit, a few extra watts of idling GPU could potentially be problematic. And so what we what we decided to do was instead of testing, uh, I think the, the scope that I saw when I kind of went, holy crap, are we really going to do all this testing without any idea if this is... Uh, if this is a completely dead end or not, um, was I think we wanted like six different CPUs, three AMD, three Intel, and then like a whole whack ton of different benchmarks. It's going to be like a week of testing or something like that. And I was looking at it going, oh, okay, hold on a second. Can we just take our most likely candidates, you know, the ones that we think are most power constrained, and then we test those ones and we see if uh, there's any performance to be gleaned. And then... If there's something there, well, then we keep digging. We go to the medium power and the lower power ones to see if, oh, actually, on those ones, you can just leave it on because they aren't power constrained anyway. So uh, the notes say we, we recently canned a video on whether, yeah, uh, this was inspired by the early behavior from Ryzen 7000's DGPU where having a display connected caused the CPU to not sleep properly, so it idled with high power consumption. That is, that is fixed now. Um, so our questions... Where what performance impact does the IGPU have on the CPU when it's enabled versus disabled? Does the extra power draw and heat generated reduce max turbo speeds or durations? Does this change when a display is connected or disconnected? Does this change when you're using the IGPU's hardware encoder, for example, in a streaming setup? And does a disabled 13400 behave identically to a 13400F, which just doesn't have the IGPU from Intel. So whether they laser it off or whether it's um, done in uh, firmware or whatever else, uh, it's, it, however they do that, is, is is there some difference between disabling it yourself and having Intel disable it? So uh, in summary, our exploratory testing showed there was no result. Um, the, the question has no satisfying answer. There's not going to be, as far as we can tell, a significant measurable difference. And we kind of went, well, um, hmm. it's really hard to make a whole video where from start to finish, it's like, this doesn't matter. Here's all the new ways this doesn't matter. Here's a new scenario where this we, doesn't matter. We know the answer ahead of time, too. So this isn't like a voyage of discovery. Yeah. yeah. Um, we don't know for sure 100% that there are no CPUs out there. That, just not that one. Yeah, we, we know that it's modern ones are looking like probably not really a thing. And we we just... But, so so there's no video. Uh, but I, I wanted a way to kind of talk about this stuff. Like if we're going to, if we're going to, if we're going to test them, uh, why don't we, why don't we at least tell you guys like, hey, we, we looked into this and um, it seems like it might be, a, it seems like it might be a dead end. So that's our new, that's our new segment called This Was Not a Video. And it was, uh, should you use your iGPU? The answer, as far as we can tell, is yes. Go ahead and turn on your iGPU, which is good, well, I suppose. Um, music labels are suing the Internet Archive. A group of six music labels, including Sony and UMG, are suing the Internet Archive over their Great 78, an attempt to preserve music that was recorded on 78 RPM discs, a format that was... Didn't we talk about this two weeks ago? I'm not sure. I don't think so. 
Yeah, I'm removing it. Okay. Let's talk about Microsoft removing offensive AI written articles. They have taken down a series of bizarre articles published by Microsoft Travel. Oh, this. Oh, it's this. Yes. Okay. I want to talk about this, including an article that listed the Ottawa Food Bank as a tourist attraction with the caption, Life is already difficult enough. Consider going into it on an empty stomach. What the heck does that even mean? Um, another article on where to dine in Montreal suggested trying a hamburger. It gave a <laughs> it gave a Wikipedia style explanation of what a hamburger is. <laughs> that it suggested checking out McDonald's. Um, <laughs> I just read the next one. Yet another article on local delicacies in Anchorage suggests trying seafood, which is <laughs> basically any form of sea life regarded as food by humans, <laughs> prominently including fish and shellfish. I wish I wish this wasn't an AI writer and it was just some writer that was like these articles are boring. I'm just gonna make them really weird. <laughs> Cause that's actually amazing. <laughs> <laughs> It's not quite a have you considered genocide moment, but it's <laughs> it's pretty good. Okay. Oh, man. Oh, I needed that. Um. <laughs> Microsoft claims that the publication was the result of human error. Oh, yeah. Human error to put an AI in charge. That's the human error that occurred. Sorry, Microsoft. I'm not buying it. Sorry. What? what, what, what? They also say, in quotes, the content was generated through a combination of algorithmic techniques with human review. Not a large language model or AI system. Yeah, true. Sure. Uh, Microsoft laid off a significant portion of the MSN journalistic and editorial teams in favor of algorithmic content curation in mid-2020. Uh, in other AI writing news, a U.S. judge recently determined that fully machined uh, fully machine-authored artistic works are ineligible for copyright protection. This decision may yet be overturned on an appeal. Okay, a lot of people are complaining that they couldn't understand me when I read the Anchorage one. Okay. Do you yeah. want to try to read it and be intelligible? <laughs> Yet another article on local delicacies in Anchorage suggests trying seafood, which is, in quotes, basic, basically any form of sea life regarded as food by humans. <laughs> <laughs> Prominently <laughs> including fish and shellfish. I'm sorry. I can't. Oh, no. It's art. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's art. It kind of is. That's what what I like so much about each one of these is that they like. It's just art. It just becomes art. It, it feels it's not technically untrue. It feels almost like malicious compliance writing. Yeah, they're like they, they got this task. They're like, all right, you need to you need to write about local delicacies. You in have Anchorage. to write eighteen articles today. Yeah, and they're like, you know all right, what? fine. <laughs> this is what seafood is. <laughs> this is what hamburgers are. Good, good luck. <laughs> Go to McDonald's. 
food is something that you can eat to stay alive. No one in my generation has any money. Go to the food bank. Seafood is anything that is not land or air food. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, no. Okay. Oh. Um, anywho. Um, what an amazing topic. Uh, meta is blocking Canadian news, including satirical news. Um, yeah. So the recap, Meta has been blocking links to Canadian news on its platforms, including Facebook and Instagram, since August 1st in response to a law passed by the federal Canadian government requiring large tech companies to pay news sites when their content is linked on their platform. Google, meanwhile, says that it will do the same once the law takes full effect. The news block has been criticized for potentially endangering Canadians during ongoing crises, such as the ongoing forest fires. In addition to many legitimate news sources, Canada's own version of the Onion News, um, the Beaverton, uh, was caught up in the ban. The site's editor sent a letter to Mark Zuckerberg and clarified its page information to indicate that it is satirical. The ban on Beaverton material has since been lifted. Uh, I love their letter, by the way. Dear Mr. Zuckerberg, and I'm, I'm skipping a lot, um, this action is outrageous. To label us and our content as news is not only false, it is highly insulting and defamatory. <laughs> to be clear, we are sati satirists? Sat satirists? Uh, liars, miscreants, fabulists, hyperbolists, beguilers, tricksters, and every other Tuesday charlatans. <laughs> If Meta, God, what a stupid name, in brackets, chose to block the content of pages that engaged in this activity, we would have no choice other than to accept it. But um, to be labeled as a common news organization alongside such dreck as uh, the Rebel and the National Post, it makes us feel dirty just to think about it. Anyway, love their love their letter. It's exactly what I would expect from the Beaverton. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, Matt. In Matt from Labs Web posted in Floatplane Chat saying uh, links to Snope are also apparently considered news. What? Seriously? They're just cleaving too much and then probably seeing who's going to complain and they'll clean it up from there. That's my, sus uh, God, my suspicion. God, what a stupid name. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. Now that the metaverse is well and truly dead and buried, it really... Yeah, swing and a miss on that one. Yeah, eh? it, it aged like... I'm trying to think of something like what's they should, what's a, they should just rename to like AI. What, is it then, a mayfly? Mayfly that has like a 24 hour life cycle or something like that. Like what? What are something the? Like that. Um, mayfly life cycle. Um, it's just like whatever whatever the next thing they're working on is, they should just rename it that. They should have renamed themselves Threads for like four days. Yeah, uh, some mayflies live for only eight to ten hours after they become an adult. So there you go. They a little biology fact that it aged like a mayfly. <laughs> yeah. Do we even have any other topics? Are we are we good? Did we do it? I think that's basically it. Yeah. Credit agency dinged for spam. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and that happened. Uh, which Got one? Uh, credit agency Dink for Spam, credit reporting agency Experian has been fined $650,000 for violating spam laws. According this to fine? No, okay, whatever. This fine is 0.08% of their recent yearly net income. Cool. So basically what we're saying is spam is okay. Sorry, I know you were going to read the whole thing, but like Sick. at the end of the day, none of it matters. What matters is that none of it mattered. Yep. Cool. That's unfortunate. 
Uh, Rockstar, this is kind of interesting. Rockstar acquires modding group that it once banned. Rockstar has acquired CFX.re, the modding team behind the biggest roleplay servers for GTA 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2, 5M and Red M. Despite the fact that they banned CFX.re, which I'm sure has a name that you're supposed to pronounce in a different way, uh, principal creators from both games uh, back in 2015. CFX.re originally set up these dedicated servers for role-playing mods that allowed players to use custom vehicles, maps, and weapons and inhabit those game worlds as virtually anyone. As of April 2021, these servers had a quarter million players. Whoa! Whoa! In 2015, Rockstar called the GTA server an unauthorized alternate multiplayer server that contains code to facilitate piracy. In November of last year, Rockstar changed its policy on roleplay servers, allowing use of these servers so long as they are non-commercial, do not misuse IP or trademarks, and do not interfere with its official online and multiplayer services. I think it's cool. I don't necessarily think it's... I, I don't know the whole history around them banning them in the first place, but I think the fact that they hired on this this team of modders is cool. I like when that stuff happens, personally. When there was uh, Skyrim modders getting hired by Bethesda, I mm-hmm. thought that was great. Here's I a, think that type of stuff is fantastic. Here's a question for you. You know, um, what if we what if we see these projects kind of absorbed back into Rockstar's own portfolio in a way that is not as cool and not true to the original vision, then do you still support it? Are they just, are they just buying their way out of people liking this more popular piracy friendly version of their game versus their own official? I mean, that's kind of unfortunate, but now these modders have jobs and if they accepted the job, like they now have a career and they got there through modding, which is like, that's the part of it that I think is cool, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. I like we, we talked about that hacker earlier and how there's a path for a lot of hack. I'm not suggesting you do this. Yeah. But there's a th- there has been a path that has been observed for hackers in the past um where you break into systems and then get hired by the owners of said system to to try to fix the hole. Um and that's been an interesting thing. Um and then now there's this where you're not breaking into the system, but you're you're showing that you're you know driven to work on this thing, and then you get hired for that. I think that's awesome, and uh, if that means that you lose certain mods, that's that's unfortunate. Um, but I'm happy that people are able to get careers doing the thing that they clearly love to do. I like that part. Yeah. All right. Is it time for Wan Show After Dark? I think so. Or you hack Valve and they honeypot you and you get arrested, lol. <laughs> Says Nameless Ted in the Flowplay yeah. chat. Yeah. There's like, uh, I do not suggest doing it. And there's a lot of specific ways to like kind of do it properly. Yeah, you can go. You're good. Whatever you want. Nice. It's when after dark. Yeah. I think it's going to be a short when after and it, dark And today. it kind of literally is because it's past midnight already. Lol, got him. Uh Hit me, Dan. Okay, let's see. Yeah, we've got a few here. Hi, Dan Show. Hope you guys and team are staying strong. Have you ever had any experiences where you thought to yourselves, if I do this or cross this line, there is no going back? I think when we bought the studio, 
I was gonna say, yeah, I mean that was huge. What a like enormous life changing moment, right? Like it was a oh, man, how much of it was dead at the time? By the time we did all the tenant improvements and everything, like like built out the space and stuff, like we were probably a million dollars in debt, which was at that point in time was enormous. My, yeah, like I, I I hoped I would get out of it eventually, you know, like it was not um it was not trivial, right? Um I mean, obviously when we started the whole thing, um yeah, I mean walking into my boss's office at NCIX was pretty terrifying when I when I laid out that I am leaving because that was the only way that I had any kind of negotiating position. I basically had to say, look, I'm leaving regardless. So you have two paths you can follow. You can follow the path where I help keep NCIX tech tips running and help you transition this, or you have to figure out how to replace me in like, you know, two weeks notice or whatever. Um, wait, sorry. What, what are the two Right. Either I walk away and you, try to figure out how to transition this thing in like two weeks notice and I go work for a competitor and I will, I will build this again for them. Or you work with me. I take Linus tech tips. I help you keep NCIX tech tips running. I help you transition it and I will give you, uh, he asked for like four months notice or something like that, which in retrospect is way too long. You should never be working at a job that you know you're leaving for like a quarter, um, by the it's end of it, time. like, I mean, the good news is there was a lot of time to transition things off me. The bad news is by the last month, I, 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 no one was assigning me anything. I didn't have anything to do because I, I, I think there's some scenarios where it might make sense. Extremely senior people in certain positions, like you want to, if you want to leave super amicably, I, I've seen situations where like you want to give a really serious amount of time so they can recruit and like fully train up the replacement, stuff like that. Um, Four months is a long time, but I've heard of I've heard of some from very long, long uh, notice periods. Man, it's late. <laughs> yeah. Next up. Uh, let's see here. Hey, LLD. Any favorite stories from LTX and Whale Land? Hmm. Man, I just, uh, I I just loved the energy of the crowd. Yeah. Like even just the kickoff, like welcome to LTX so on the first day. Positive the whole time. Yeah, everyone was super cool. It's pretty cool. Creator dinner was super cool. Yeah. Um, just like gaming in the land, I never get to do that stuff these days. Just like desperately trying to get my poor team of <laughs> just. You guys tried. I love my team, but you guys are terrible. Um, yeah, trying to get my team to cap some flags in uh, Blood Gulch, yeah. Halo, uh, Halo CE. Yeah, I, I mean the whole thing was—it's kind of a blur looking back on it now. But it was—it was a blast of a blur, a blur of a blast. It was—it was really fun. I hope we're able to do it again. Yeah. Uh, Linus, I am buying this screwdriver specifically for working and fixing equipment for Krispy Kreme. Do you, oh, oh, did, did you ever think the screwdriver oh. would be as widely used as it is? I hoped. I mean, we, we ordered a hundred thousand right out of the gate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The hopes, hopes and dreams. Um, I had a lot riding on that. That was, oh man, that was another, that was another like do or die <laughs> moment. We were either going to be a physical goods business or we were going to 
like sink that portion of the business on this like stupid screwdriver and backpack hail like double hail mary that we were throwing um so i hoped but i don't know if i i don't know if i really believed it i mean you saw how stressed i was leading up to the launch oh, of yeah. the screwdriver and the backpack like yeah, i was, yeah, I was yeah. a mess man I, yeah these were like multi-million dollar bets those were those were both bigger bets than this warehouse which i i think says a lot about you know our company's trajectory and also says a lot about stupid vancouver real estate <laughs> the, the fact that a building could be worth less than an order of screwdrivers that long ago and now is just yeah yeah to the point where it's like hard to even find space to expand into it's ridiculous extremely yo welcome back folks love this capacitor design racket sports question for you have you ever played racquetball or squash any thoughts on how the feel strategy or flow of badminton compares have you ever played racquetball or squash yeah but it's been a really long time i only played squash once i actually played with ed i remember this for some reason yeah we were in richmond shooting a video and it was like or we there was a flight and we we were early for it or something i don't remember we had time to kill we were in richmond and we were like play squash Let's for go some play. reason well he played he played when he was okay. in like high school or something okay and and i had i had said like i really want to try it 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 just looked so fun like just the the like the three-dimensionality of it how you can kind of hit it backwards and stuff like there's no it's there's no it's not a net it's a line on the wall i just i don't know it just kind of tickled me um it's so fun it's yeah it's really fun i've never tried racquetball my understanding is it's on the same court but instead of the squishy ball it's like a like a hard rubber ball but i i don't know yeah yeah really 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 fun um i'm not good enough at it to comment on you know how how it compares to badminton or whatever else yeah definitely had a blast i played it like a few times when i was like genuinely a child like very very young so i i don't even remember how it works Hi, DLL. Started playing Baldur's Gate with my wife in split screen. Unfortunately, not too many games have split screen couch co-op these days. Yeah. What are your favorites, either recent or old? Oh, dude, the Halo games. Got a lot of play on the split screen. My dad and I, I was, I don't remember, I think it was Halo 2. I don't remember which one it was. It was either Halo 1 or Halo 2. When you beat one of the missions, it would show the, like, the shield icon for the difficulty level. So like legendary, it had the like the shield and the two swords crossing and the the skull on it, and then it had all the other ones. And we had this mission where we wanted every single icon for every single level. So my dad and I beat every single level in that Halo game on legendary and the other difficulties, and it was actually like kind of fun. Can I um, derail this conversation for a second here and yeah. talk about how how the gaming culture has changed by having so many options for games you would unless you are a completionist and you're like kind of into that you would never play a game like that anymore and i i really i i really realized this i realized this as i was going through and there was some stupid puzzle where you're like supposed to push orbs around um in chain echoes that i just my brain was tired and I didn't feel like it. And so I, I went to look up um, a walkthrough for it. And then there was also, I was trying to get some information on like crystal combining and like, you know, kind of the rules around that. And finding resources for this game, there's like 
a handful of Reddit threads on any given subject, but basically nothing. And this is a game that, from my understanding, was reasonably successful. But you compare that to trying to find, like, the way that people will obsessively deconstruct a game like, you know, one of my one of my all-time favorites and, like, my childhood favorite game, Final Fantasy VI, the way that people have dug into, you know, every little bug and miscalculation in the combat system and every possible uh, combination of, you know, weapons and relics and espers and other items and whatever else, right? Um, the way that people... And, and I'm sure there's exceptions to this, but but the way that the, the common experiences that we shared were more common, I feel like. If you were a gamer growing up in the late 90s, early 2000s, there, if you, grand scheme of things, were there that many really good games for the Nintendo 64? Goldeneye? Sure. Donkey Perfect Dark, Kong. Donkey Kong, Mario Kart. Mario Kart was amazing. Mario Party. Smash Bros. Sure, Smash. And like, we're going to probably be able to come up with 10 or 20. But nowadays, if I were to say, okay, yeah, like, how many good games are there for Steam Deck? Star Fox. Are any, are any two? Super Mario 64. Okay, that's not the point. The point is that we're talking about on the order of tens. Yeah. Whereas now we're talking about a game library, smorgasbord, on the order of thousands to the point where you and I could both be gamers, play nothing but like S tier awesome games and have never absolutely games. nothing to talk about to each other. You, yeah. do, you, do you get what I mean? Yeah. Part of that is the historical library of games because I like as much as I'm. I'm pumping up Baldur's Gate and we had Elden Ring come out, which was just like incredible. And there's a lot of high hopes for Starfield and the new God of War games have been fantastic. And they're like, there's, there is actually good stuff going on right now. Um, I, I feel like the frequency of good game releases has maybe decreased in recent years, but there are, are still bangers coming out. But you're talking AAA only right now. Yeah. There's some, some big time indies, but I feel like the indies have slowed down a little bit too. If I could possibly argue hmm. in the like super meat boy era it was all the time but was these that were just, like the best thing to play but was that just humble bum bundle pumping it i don't think so genuinely okay so they don't just just have less marketing now because like i mean i, I don't know dave the, dave the diver diver was a the breakout hit fantastic Stray. i'm not saying they don't chain deck the one i'm playing exist. right now not like, saying they don't exist sure i feel like maybe it was humble bundle i don't know yeah, people in chat are piping up. There was like a golden age of indies. Technically, Baldur's Gate 3 is an indie. They have no publisher. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, actually, what you're referring to I mean, that's really is... cool and shows a lot of, a huge amount of success for Larian. There was a ton of stuff going around um, of people being like, no one should be able to expect the quality level of Baldur's Gate 3 because they obviously had a huge amount of funding from like, the the D and D owners, which I think is like Wizards of the Coast or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Hasbro, basically. Hasbro, yeah, yeah, something like that. And like uh, the Larian Studio people were like, "What? <laughs> That's not how this works." Like they didn't pay us to make this. Like, what do you mean? Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's very cool that they've been able to find that much success, um, basically on their own. I think that's awesome. 
Last one I've got for you curated here. Hey, DLL, I love that you're back. And the D-bread. When will the, I don't know, uh, when will the stubby screwdriver come to the LTT store? I really, really want it in every color I can get it. Well, Maybe twice. It was supposed to launch uh, this week, last week. Something around there. I forget, something like that. I don't know the exact date, but um, we have stock. Like, we're, we're ready to press go. I think we are probably going to launch it next week would be my guess. Yes. Yes, that would be my guess. Okay, we do have a few more potentials to go through, Luke. Um, oh, man. <sighs> Chris P. asks, uh, I love the multiple videos about smartifying Linus's home. I'm going through similar projects now. What are your favorite upgrades? <laughs> I um, think he could probably least, uh, list his least favorite upgrades. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be a way easier list. Uh, I think... The ones that provide joy to my family are the only ones that I care about because realistically, I don't really use any of it. My daughters really like their RGB reading lamps. That's cool. Yeah, and they're not really reading lamps. We did strips around the outside of their bunk bed so it kind of shines off the wall so they can so they can read and they they help me pick, you know, what color they want and so they they they're super into that. I think that's kind of it. Uh, oh, you know what? No, no. I, I really like having easy uh, garage door access on my phone. That's super mm. handy. Mm. Yeah, I don't even carry a key to my house. Like, why would I? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a key to lose. Like, I I, 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 oh, I hate having a bulky key what if your phone's dead? thing. Well, I don't know. Be responsible, scrub. Wow. Yeah, charge your phone. What's wrong with you? What if you drop it in the pool? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you knew that was coming. You, kn I couldn't resist. Stab. I'm so sorry. Stab, but don't twist. <laughs> uh, I feel bad now. You don't feel bad. Oh. Look at you. Look at you. Remorseless. <laughs> oh man. Uh, first time catching the show live as I'm currently in Japan. Um where everything is very different from Europe. In the many trips you had around the world, what was the biggest culture shock? Oh. <sighs> biggest culture shock. I mean, everywhere is so unique. Yeah. And like, I don't know if I would describe it as a shock, but yeah. I, 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 I was blown away by just how universally friendly people in Taiwan are. Oh, yeah. Like that, I know people say, For sure. people will, everybody says, oh yeah, you know, go here. The people are so nice. I hear people say that about Vancouver Taiwan's and I'm like just like, nah, dog. I, I, I actually like live in Vancouver and people in Vancouver are not friendly and like not that helpful and stuff. Like yeah. you'll find ones that are, but in general, I think we're, we're a pretty reclusive sort of keep to ourselves. I like sort. feel like I'm more like, uh, you know on the same team as the people around me in Taiwan that here. Yeah, like in Taiwan, <laughs> though, like everyone is like actually super friendly. You're all and, in this together. And you talk to Taiwanese people and they're like, yeah, everyone's like friendly to each other too. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's like super cool. That's yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, my badminton coach is from there. So um, I, whenever I'm like going back there, we just kind of like chat about it and stuff. Um, Australian here. The shipping is going to hurt. Hey, thanks, Connor. Um, but want to help support y'all. Much love for Dbrand and all their chaotic energy. Uh, is there any other sponsors that have been good or weird to work with? I don't think anyone is weird like Dbrand. Nobody really gets the whole 
influencer, because they don't just do influencer marketing. I think a lot of brands do influencer marketing, but dbrand, um, they build relationships with influencers that they see having long-term staying power in their content. So it's it's kind of a funny thing. Like on the one hand, if you see a spot for uh, for a brand on a channel, um, you might have like a positive association for that brand based on liking the channel. I would say dbrand works the other way as well, where if you see a dbrand spot somewhere, it's probably because the folks at dbrand actually like think this is like good shit and uh, they want their they want their product associated with it. It's not just um, it's not just like scattershot. So mad respect to them. They've they've put a lot of thought and they've put a lot of work into their strategy. It's not it's not just chaotic. Um, I think they uh, they. They play the character really well, but uh, make no mistake, they're super, super smart. Mm -hmm. If you had to choose between all forms of wireless internet or all forms of rechargeable batteries, which one would you choose and why? So I have to pick between wireless internet and rechargeable batteries? What is the point of wireless internet if I don't have rechargeable batteries? <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna take rechargeable batteries. Luke. Really? So, so you'd have no internet on your phone. Yeah, but then I could at least play like Switch games. And drive your car. Yeah. Whereas if I have... Or have a phone? Well, wireless internet could yeah. still have like... Or no rechargeable calls battery. Calls and text. So no, no, I picked rechargeable batteries. No, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying like, yeah. yeah, you wouldn't have internet on your phone, but like, what would your phone be like with no rechargeable batteries? It would make phone calls. But what would your... Your cell phone, no rechargeable batteries. No, no, I pick rechargeable batteries. No, I know. I'm talking about the alternative. We're too tired. Oh, 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 okay. What? Well, the alternative because I, sucks. I tried to, I tried to snap back and it went like, you wouldn't have internet on your phone. And then I realized, hold on a second. You might not have a phone. I, oh, I'd have a phone. Because I don't think it would be super reasonable to have completely disposable batteries for your phone. Oh, yeah. No, no wireless. Or wait. So hold on a second. Yeah. Okay. No rechargeable batteries is not a viable option. <laughs> Are, we're in agreement. Yeah. Okay. See, I thought you were debating me. <laughs> no. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up here, boys. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, so many, uh, Sharp, Sharp 2K was like, who's on first? Oh, a few people said it. Okay. That's funny. All right. I'm just going to text reply this one. Oh, I think we both just replied to the European Warehouse one. Hopefully someday. Okay. Um, okay. Hold, hold on. Sorry. One sec. There's some people in, in Floatplane chat talking about the, the re-release of the Atari 2600 Plus. Um, I thought it's just a prop. Isn't it just like a, people are a saying piece of it, furniture? It works. Is this just like Is this just like an FPGA? Setup? Probably. That's what I It might asked. even not be that. It might just be an emulator. It doesn't use an It uses an ARM CPU. So probably yes. Okay. It comes with a cartridge. Does it does it play the old cartridges? I don't know, man. Does are people asking for this? Is it hard to find an Atari twenty six hundred emulator and play the games if you really want to? Some some people definitely want the hardware. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. It looks really cool. So I, I oh, looks like I've got another curated that. here. 
Uh, DLSS has been a net positive for gaming in general, in my honest opinion, but I have seen a couple videos recently suggesting it's becoming a requirement for games to be playable. Thoughts on DLSS being a necessity? So just before you even say, before you respond to that, apparently it does play Atari 2600 and 7800 game cartridges. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, DLSS being a necessity? Yeah, they're just so unoptimized or graphics require so much stuff yeah yeah well there's, there's oh, a lot of games coming out right I now see. that are basically just like yeah if you don't have an rtx 4090 good luck running this at you know 4k 60 um so if you have anything other than that you're basically relying on dlss to get playable frame rates 1440p um, like, well, smooth frame rates yeah mm-hmm. um it's inevitable i mean look at how much the pace of GPU development, like GPU raw performance improvement has declined from like a like a, a year over year standpoint. I mean, it used to be we would get new generations of GPUs once a year. Now we're lucky to get a new generation of GPUs every two years, three years. Um, and honestly, like looking at how much money NVIDIA is making on AI crap right now, like billions and billions and billions, they we may be moving into the end game of NVIDIA caring at all about consumer graphics. I, I don't know what to say, man. Because yes, it's still a significant portion of their revenue, but it is so much less profitable and it is so much more work and everyone kind of hates them for it. If yeah. I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm Jensen right now. I'm wearing a leather jacket. I'm sitting here in my beautiful kitchen going... Why am I even why am I even bothering? I can make way less money and have everyone be mad at me, or I can make way more money and everything's cool. Yeah. Unfortunate situation. I I, I commented before about how like we just keep cycling into like exactly what would be the most beneficial for NVIDIA. I feel like that's like if you want to figure out like just investments in general just figure out like what what would be the most beneficial for nvidia to happen next in the world and just like plan based on that right uh because like cryptocurrency blowing up and then you see cryptocurrency going down and we're all like yeah and then they're just like the next best thing now it's hyper corporate i mean it's let's go it's 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 clearly not an accident at this point you got to give them credit they have played the game extremely well yeah they were out there investing in machine vision and machine learning and general purpose computing on the GPU. They, there was a clear vision. Um, last merch message. Would you do a video about float plane tech? I work in a similar space and especially HDR can be super tricky to get right. I think the challenge is that it would be hard to fit float planes like a, a tech overview of floatplane into a video. Like, if what would we, we even... if we do anything for floatplane tech, it will probably be uh, like a transcoding server. We've talked about that before. Yeah, okay. But that would mostly just be like like an on site like trans transcoding. Like this is a really Uber cool machine. server because it's really powerful, and this is what we're going to use it for. And then we'd have to actually do that and not steal it from you guys this time. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, we tried to do that before and live while one of my uh team members was working on it it was powered down so someone could take parts out of it and we were like hmm 
Let's not do this. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Yeah, cool. I'm happy to get out of here. Just I know this is a short show, but it's it's 12:30. Thanks for tuning in though, guys. Yeah. Um, we will see you next week. Same bad time. Hopefully a different, hopefully earlier. Um, same bad channel. Yeah. Bye. Appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm.